I mean, we didn't get a text message, so yeah. I mean, was it last week? Last week? Oh, he wasn't here last week to start the show either. No, because he was teaching his kid. I don't know. Math? Yeah, maybe. Well, we're here, Kevin, and and you know what? That's, That's all right. that matters. You're right. You're right. I mean, I I mean, I like to have the donk here, but. If we ah speak of the oh, donk. look, I love I love to have to look at who decided to show up. Speak of the donk. What's up, boys? Hello, Tony. Hey, what's going on? How are you today? All right, chilling like a villain. How about you guys? Great. We got tired of waiting for you, so we started the show. What else is new? You got what a duck. Mean, what on. else is new? You got a duck on your shirt. That's right. Can you quack? <laughs> Matt. What are the odds that you call him a duck hole and he has are a you wearing duck a on robe? his shirt? Are you no, wearing a bathrobe? It's a vest. Oh, gee, a vest. It's got sleeves. Oh, it's a cardigan. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, you got, just, some, you got some nerve. Kevin just came out of the shower. I did. Did you wash your private? <laughs> I literally did, though. You wash your butt cheeks and, and your, your nether regions and all that good stuff. All right. There was a good, uh, there was a good debate on if he should or should not get a hat. Yeah. Kevin? Should I put a hat on or no? No, you know what? You look suave tonight. I like it without the hat. All right. I that, like and I was there for that, but it was just an, an internal conversation Kevin had with himself while we were waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do, Tony. It's interesting. Love it. Double. We got me and Kevin got all the small talk out of the way, so we're ready to fucking rock and roll. Isn't it funny that you texted me where you at duck hole and I'm wearing a shirt with a duck on it? Are you? I'm going to kill you. I just said that. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Are you fucking with me? S W T. All right, I like that. <laughs> hey, we got a great show for you tonight. Miko Maestro is calling in at eight o'clock. There, oh there will be no Miko Maestro tonight. We actually have Anthony Henry this evening. Big get. Yeah. 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 He was on Dynamite Wednesday night. Did you just burp when you said I, yeah? I did. Is a wolf yet it? Yet it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Ooh, I like this. We have, we have a like lot. This. We have a lot to uh we have a lot to talk about. Asian Joe said, Do Kevin, we? Kevin needs an ascot and a pipe. Nice Asian Joe. What's up, Asian Joe? Kevin Asian Kevin Joe. just needs a cot. He's already got the ass part down. I just need to know what it, first of all, I need to know what an ascot is. And then I'll friend, decide whether or not I want it. Some Scooby Doo wears. It's like that silky scarf looking thing. Scooby Doo wears a scarf? No. Red. <laughs> Fred from Scooby Doo. Uh oh, right away in a mascot. <laughs> You're an mascot. <laughs> oh right. God, that's that's what Kevin says when he talks to his annoying friend Scott. You're an ass, Scott. <laughs> wow. You're firing on no cylinders today, Tony. <laughs> well, the kind of night it's gonna be. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We did it. We did a Wizards Rewind to WCW Uncensored 99 that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Scott Hall. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about AEW. We're going to do three counts across the board. Tony, do you have an intro ready, or do I have to do that? No, I'm good. All That's... this and next and something else on the Shining Wizards All Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Sweet! All this and next. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. 
Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, a.k.a. One Punch Shane, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. You're tuned in to episode 576 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the rant, rantemradio.com. Coming to you live in video form on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And going with you each and every place that you go in podcast form on every single podcast platform. Because we are all over the place and we love that you bring us with you. But now it's time for your boys to do some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Hey, let me ask you a question. Ooh, what's uh, that? Just because you didn't put the on rant. the rant. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot. I think I think it's live. I think we're on the rant now. Sure. Come on, man. That's so archaic. We're available on so many other platforms. Who just wants to listen? Don't you want to see our beautiful faces? Well, some folks, uh, you know, when it comes to streaming, maybe they have a hard time with the video aspect, and we don't want anyone to be left out. So. We offer our services across all media platforms because that's the way you do it in 2022. Am I wrong? But come on, let's do this right. Tony. Matt. K-J-G. That's what I was waiting for. There you go. What's going on, boys? I delivered, Tony. Always. Always. (laughs) Not much. What's going on with you? Same shit, different day. Ready to do some wrestling talk and get into some some shits and giggles and thises and thatses. We got pay-per-view coming up this weekend, don't we? Well, we do have a pay-per-view. We have to figure out... Uh, what pay-per-view uh, is this weekend? Oh, uh, Kevin! Oh, the Crockett Cup. Crockett Cup, right? CC, CC. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? <laughs> no, they're... they're those what are, are you... What, what is that? What are you doing? What was you doing? CC. Yeah, yeah but you did like all sorts of sounds and noises. CC. A CCC. A CCC. Yo, bro. what are you on tonight, bro? I'm on a natural high, bro. 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 Kevin, you know, why, you know why he's excited, right? Because Kevin's wearing a Because He's not going to be around for the guest at 9 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> Tony hates guests. Uh, you should change that to Tony also listens to every episode. So <laughs> That's a good point. Why yep. should I? What? What? I don't have. What does that have to do with you hating guests? That's oh no, great, no, it has nothing that's a to do with point. you. It has nothing to do with you. It has to talk uh, with S S T K over here. Shit talking, Kevin. Yeah, I don't listen to anything. <laughs> listen, I, I don't. I love guests. I just can't hear. I I don't listen back because I hate me. You shouldn't, dude. You know how many people love you. Oh no! I, I'm no, yeah, that, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the bee's knees. I got that, but I just hate the sound of my voice. Like I hate it. God, so I, it's, it's really difficult to listen back. 
I, 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 I hate to say this, but my God, you look ravishing tonight. It's insane how good you look. What do you mean? Like with the sweater, with the t-shirt, you got a little bit of collarbone showing, the hair's all oh, combed. I have no choice because I'm a skinny little fuck. So I have no <laughs> choice to show collarbone. No, but you, you look like you're ready to go like for a night on the town with your best lady and... Ah, I was at work and I had to I ditched the button down and just put the carnigan back over the, the v-neck. No, it looks good though. Looks Appreciate good. It. You could pull off a v-neck. Me with my fucking hairy fucking nest over here could never wear a v-neck. Never. Dude, you gotta let you gotta let your soul glow. You can't, man. It'd be fucking like the taco meat would be out over the V. It would just be gross. All right, I so the meat's that. a different story. No, you, you know, the that, fuzz, you know, like this. No, shit the fuzz here. is fine. People but love that's, the fuzz. That's the taco meat. I'm not talking about the titty meat. I'm talking Wait, what's taco meat? Taco meat's like when your bushy fucking chest hair like hangs out. It looks like you got taco meat. I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. What Matt, kind of you heard- what kind of taco meat are you eating that well you know you get a taco hair. like from taco bell and the meat's like hanging out the sides it's like it look your chest hair looks like taco meat in a video no! No. yeah no. like the taco you. meat like over yeah. here nope like nope over, like over nope. here maybe nope i think i have covid i gotta go uh, me too <laughs> tony Wait, I'll, I'll tony anthony you. henry's at nine so if you can handle that for us that'd be great Holy shit. Well, how you guys what's going on? How's your week been? What's new? We're doing this again. Let's catch up. No. I just I don't know. The the longest attempt to ask the easiest question. Oh boy. What's going? What's going on? How'd you guys do with the terrible weather this week? Yeah, I stood in the house. So, uh, actually, it was out Saturday, but I yeah. was home Sunday, so I didn't have to deal with it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, well, no, Kevin, you were parading around yesterday, weren't you? I was bartending out of retirement. Oh, shit. Bar- I like bartended it. Bartended on the old uh, West Orange, the mean streets of West Orange, New Jersey. St. Patrick's Day parade. Tired, sore, because I don't do anything <laughs> um, other than... Mm nothing i guess but it was it was it was moving around all day like 12 hours of good good hard solid work felt nice. good feels terrible today but it felt good yesterday good i'm sure your wallet's quite happy with your work too so good on you yeah it wasn't bad nice nice good to hear matt how was yeah. your weekend uh it was okay i worked a lot you know the usual the use the same shit different day Great. This is great. Asian what, Joe again. I, uh... Hold on, Tony. Tony, look at this. Asian Joe says Tony Scooby Doo sounds more like Mr. Ed. Really? No, yeah. Mr. Ed is more like this, Wilbur. <laughs> My Scooby Doo is more like Yoinks. <laughs> and the mod Spock only Taco Bell has taco meat that looks like chest hair. But it does. You see, I'm not wrong. Eh, mod Spock agrees. And oh, especially I with the, the big, I went to the Big East tournament Thursday. That was fun. Did you stay for the entire for all the games? No, we left uh, like eight minutes into the Seton Hall game because it was. I was zapped after the the St. John's Villanova game. I was yeah, that was a great game. It was an unbelievable game. Yeah, apparently and I was all over the TV. You were? Yeah, we were, I was like a fucking row away from the court. Like like you were on TV for AEW Dynamite. That one time. I was not on TV for <laughs> AEW Dynamite. That was not even close to me. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I took my brother-in-law and he was a huge St. John's fan. So it was both enjoyable and uh, 
sad to watch someone have their heart ripped out right in front of you. Uh, on, a, on, a, on a free throw, right? Uh, essentially, yes. At the end yeah. of the day, it came down to that. Now, I'm a, big, what, I'm a diehard Seton Hall guy, so that was pretty rough for me, too. But we still got in eight seed, so not bad. What, what kind of shirt were you wearing? I think I had my Nathaniel Ratliff shirt on. Okay, Ooh. so nobody was harassing you? And no, the night sweats, right? No, why would I mean? Yeah, and the night well, sweats. No one would harass me. Well, I mean, you you weren't wearing like a Jay White shirt or anything like that, so like nobody would be like, "Hey, you like Jay White?" Or hey, no, I had the two women that sat behind me might have been a hundred years old. Alumnus, nice. No, they were there for Marquette. Poor ladies. Marquette's pretty good. Big East is really a good conference. So you get you got you probably saw some good games. I got a great day. I drank all day. It was fantastic. Nice. Uber. No. Oh <laughs> no, D and D, Kev. <laughs> Oh, his brother-in-law probably drove. No, my brother-in-law lives in uh, Atlantic Highlands. He took the train. Mm, last train to Clarksville. Did oh, you take the left. train? No, my boss drove. My boss. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then after when I got dropped off, I went over to meet my wife and her friends at the bar they were at. <laughs> and as soon as I walked in, I was like, my wife. I'm like, no drink. And he had already made my drink. And I was like, fuck, I'm fucking exhausted. I wasn't even drunk. I was just exhausted. That's the worst. When you don't even get drunk anymore, you just get tired. Nah, because I had a full day Wednesday. Then I did the Mark Word of Podcast Wednesday night. Then I was drinking Wednesday night. And then I woke up early Thursday. And then I was drinking all day. Ah, right. Beautiful. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But we're here now. It's Monday night. And uh, you know what that means. You know what that means, right? Mm, that's right. Well, let's, let's talk some Scott Hall, shall we? It's going to be. Let's get it right out of in. the way. All right. Uh, so the news came to uh, last week. He fell and he broke his hip allegedly, apparently, and he had gone through some surgeries. And then the news came out yesterday that he had had a couple heart attacks and a blood clot. Blood clot had loosened up, and he was on life support. And I sent you guys a text message at like eleven thirty, and I was like, I really don't want to do a fucking tribute show tomorrow. Mm. And I think we're all in the same because this is like, you know, look. He's like our like we all grew up with Scott Hall, right? Yeah, he's like he came in like right in like the meaty part of like I'm ten years old, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety two. Scott Hall just comes in, completely looks like nobody you've ever seen before. Even if you've if you haven't watched wrestling before, the first time you saw Razor Ramon looks com- looked completely different than anyone you've ever seen before. The vignettes. Like, like introducing him with the car with the di- the fuzzy dice, ah, he was it was just so great. So uh, we got that we got that news yesterday about Scott Hall, and then Kevin Nash put out uh, an Instagram post earlier today. That said, when his family got into town, they were taking him off of life support. Last I saw was that he had been off life support for like four hours, and he was still yeah. breathing. So. Man, he kicks out. We need a like we need a miracle. So keep sending your thoughts and your prayers. I know Tony Danza thoughts and prayers. Keep that positive energy going towards Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Diamond Stud, whatever you want to call him. But let's let's keep that train of flowing over there. Did did you uh, did you guys like who did you like better? Razor Ramon. I'm not including Diamond Stud. Razor Ramon or Scott Hall? I prefer Big Scott Hall from the AWA because he could rap like nobody's business. I'm, I'm, I'm Kurt Henning, Big Scott Hall. We're the tag team champs. We'll beat them all. 
Come on, Wrestle Rock Rumble. I know what it is. Scott Hall's been around since Wrestle Rock Rumble. All right, like, so you, but you know what I, but you know what I meant, Tony. Hey yo, hey yo. There's no fucking shot, Tony. You have a memorable Scott Hall AWA match. Ah, uh, Zabisco. I don't remember if they wrestled the Rockers on that show. Or did they wrestle DJ Peter, the Trooper, and uh, the Patriot? I don't remember. No, I don't. I'd have to think about it. So it all, to, back to Kevin's point, it all boils down to Razor Ramon or WCW Scott Hall. What about Diamond Stud? Again, who's your favorite? What's your favorite Diamond Stud match? Uh, his match against Vinny Vegas at Halloween Havoc 94. I completely made what? that up. He was in WWE <laughs> in 94, you jamoke. And they never probably ever wrestled a single. They were probably they would be a team if anything. And they were a team many times in WCW. Well, was was Kevin Nash part of the Diamond Exchange at any point? Because Scott Hall was always with DDP as as you know, I'm the pretty Diamond sure stuff DDP was with Vinny Vegas as well. Okay, so maybe they all were together. Maybe Vinny Vegas and Scott Hall and you know, or Diamond Stud were under the Diamond Exchange. All right, but that again, you were given two choices and you chose none of them and decided to completely ruin the question that I thought was a, a decent little question <laughs> because they're two iconic characters and you decided to go with Big Scott Hall because of the Wrestle Rock Rumble <laughs> and Diamond Stud because he may or may not have teamed with or fought Vinny Vegas in 1994 when he was in WWE. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, we have tons of nice things. Come on. So, Kevin, Matt, let me no, let me ask Kevin Tony, a question. Is there any way to mute him? Did you, you ever, it, right? did you ever throw a toothpick at anyone like Scott Hall? Like even like futzing around with your friends? One hundred percent. So you've done like the, if anything happens to this, ah, something's right. gonna happen to you. The line, the line. All right, so I, I did it. We're not gonna. We probably don't have to do it. Maybe Matt. Maybe we can do it now because Tony just brought it up. I had, a, I, I had a top five of Scott Hall isms. Oh, that, so I, I ruined that too. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was the greatest when he would go <laughs> to the ring attendant, and it'd be like, "Something happened to the gold. Something gonna happen to you." Flick the toothpick right at, at the ring attendant's face, who sometimes was a lady, but not very nice, not very, not very machismo, <laughs> machismo, oozing machismo. Those vignettes oh. were so good too. When his his intro vignettes. That's like a lost art form in wrestling. Dude, he Show- went from he went from being the diamond stud to main eventing Royal Rumble 1993 in yep. WWF. Uh Jay Grillo from uh TSF. What up? Said Tony ruins everything. It's a great point. Jay, that's, you are right. I'm living the I'm living the lifestyle, my man. That's a very salient point, as we say in the biz. <laughs> Good to see you. I have I Diamond talking. Stud wasn't even on my fucking radar. No. Right? Like, I had to put I put on a WCW Saturday night last night from, like, 1993, and I think the main event had Big Sky in it. Oh, Big Sky. Ooh. Was... Big Sky was... Oh, my God. He was, like, a tall blonde dude, right? Yeah, he ended up being the guy who played Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. He, like, got out of wrestling after he got released from WCW and the UWF folded. I always get Big Sky and the Equalizer confused, and the Equalizer ended up being Eved Sullivan. But Big Sky, I'd have to. I've, I've seen a million Big Sky matches, but I'd have to go back and and take a look at him and see what he looks like. Big Sky, nice pull, Matt. 
So, uh, so I for me it was Razor Ramon. Like I, I felt like, and I was thinking about this today. I felt like you got the complete package in WWF. Like he, the promos, the wrestling. I don't really, really. I don't think we got like the like he was in a tag team with Kevin Nash, so you didn't really get to see like him like in the ring a lot. He cut a lot of promos, a lot of like yeah, like NWO fucking thousand nwo member matches so i prefer his his razor run yeah but i agree because when you put when you literally put them next to each other razor ramon was the more iconic character but i think scott hall was like more like change the business like iconic uh it's it's so weird to even i don't even know how to put it because like razor ramon is the best character because he like was incredible but Scott Hall was like gritty and like different and real. And it was like, it was real razor. It was like razor, but like a real, like, Hey, Joe from down the block at the, you know, the garage uh, razor. Ramon. I think the best way to put it is that for a body of work, razor Ramon is the way to go. But if you want to talk about iconic moments, you got to go with Scott Hall. I mean, he was the original outsider. He brought in Kevin Nash, and he was there for the big tag match where Hogan turned and formed the NWO. Those right. are three really big moments in wrestling. But you look at Razor, and the the Razor Ramon character, like he was a top heel feuding, literally coming from nothing with Ric Flair as his you know cohort, main eventing pay per views when that was a pipe dream for him. Same thing with Kevin Nash too. You could say the same thing for him. The way that their career was in WCW and when they came to WWE. Like and then the ladder match at uh you know at WrestleMania and just completely being one of the most top three baby faces in the card other than you know Bret Hart and Undertaker and like and that Razor's right there. He's he also had a great run with a relative unknown uh, Sean Waltman. Yep. Lost to the one two three kid. Put that guy on the map. Became his partner. Became his enemy. Became his partner again. Became his enemy again. Dude, those he, guys had a great storied history for the early years of Razor Ramon. His babyface turn, like, might be one of the best ever. Like when he like when because of the the stuff with One Two Three Kid, Money Inc. got involved, and you know Million Dollar Man like offered to like have him clean his toilets or something like that, and on Raw, and then like because uh, because because all right, so Razor Ramon lost would challenge one, two, three kid to another match right after one, two, three kid beat him. And he would, every week he would offer a higher amount of money. And so like, it ended up being, I think like $10,000, whatever. And then one, two, three kid beat him, took the money and million dollar man would be like, I know you need the money. Now maybe you can clean my toilets. And then Razor Ramon, like, uh, like would turn baby face. And it was just one of the, the greatest turns. And he was, that would have never worked if he wasn't such a good bad guy, no, no pun intended at the time. So it was just so, it was so perfect. And he's like the only guy though, which is kind of weird. Even though he was a top three babyface, he went to the mid card from being a top guy heel, but he went to kind of like the mid card, I guess, as a babyface, upper mid card, but mid card nonetheless. But it was, he, he found his place and his role and it was incredible. And he was instrumental in uh, the, that babyface turn where he helped the one, two, three kid beat uh, what IRS on Raw two. Yeah, that was yeah, exactly. 
uh, I remember what exactly what it was. IRS did the whole layover, like lay on top of him with the with his hands open and crucifix and one two three kid crucifixed them and uh, got the one two three. And uh, yeah, so and Razor Ramon wasn't fully babyface yet then. We still didn't really know what Razor Ramon was. So it was really, really good. That whole story, even though that SummerSlam kind of sucked, SummerSlam 93 wasn't great because you had IRS 123 Kid, Razor Ramon, DiBiase. DiBiase. There you go. I was waiting for that. Was that Undertaker, Undertaker? No, that was 94. 93 was Luger, Yoko. Uh, the worst finish ever. Yeah. The count out. The count out loss, and everyone celebrated like Luger just won the World Series. Killed, fucking destroyed his momentum. Dude, it really did. They should have just, they literally, they really should have just put the belt on Luger. Like, what, what, could, what harm could it have possibly done to put the belt on Lex Luger? I think if they put the belt on Lex Luger, it, he would have been what they wanted him to be, which would be the second coming of Hogan. It would have happened. It, like, you can't deny it. I don't think. Maybe. Maybe you could. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, but uh, so we're we're monitoring, um, you know, we're you're trying to keep track of everything on social media, and I know uh, a bunch of people were putting out like "Rest in Peace, Scott Hall," and uh, yeah, and Sean Waltman was like, I, "I understand, but like, his heart's still beating. Like, he's not. Yeah, he's not gone. He. I mean, I don't know what. Like, I'm not a. No, none of us are doctors, so we don't know. Like, if he's like technically, like, technically. Like alive, or like he'll just never be able to function again. Like those things happen. We're like, you're, I guess, for lack of a better term, I hate saying it, knock on wood, a vegetable. And that's how you're going to live the remainder. You, but he, four hours, five hours, six hours strong on the old, uh, without the old, uh, life support. So maybe there's a shot. Let's go. Fingers crossed, man. He's, uh, he's a fighter. So, so it would be, it would be a real miracle, but I think it would be, uh, it would be, uh, It'd be a wonderful thing yeah. if we didn't have to. Uh, but man, the fucking support and the stories that are coming out today of uh, just of what a great guy Scott Hall was—it's it's pretty unbelievable. And I had to go back. I, I've never had the opportunity. I never got to take a picture with him. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever uh, got to meet the the Razor? Nope. I don't think I have. If if it was anything, it would have been like a a PWS deal or something. But I don't think he was ever. As far as I can remember, I don't think I was ever there with him there. And even then, I wouldn't take a picture with him or meet him, which is silly. But which I'm going to do now for for from now on, I'm doing that. I don't even care if I if I see somebody that I, I admire and respect, I'm taking a picture with him. Get some, baby. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So uh, clearly, a legend in the wrestling industry. Uh, his promos, his work, again, his uh, I think his WWF work when he was razor is some of the some of the best stuff out there man like kevin said before like it was a weird time like they were getting away from hogan and savage and the big juiced up guys and then there he is in the main event of a royal rumble wrestling bret hart for the fucking world championship great match by the way very underrated match that doesn't get a lot of lauding if you will tremendous match for some strange reason him winning the raw battle royal to face Rick the Model Martel when they were the last two, and then they the fought. last two, yes, yeah. I don't. That always sticks out in my brain. It's because like, it's never. That was like the first time something like that had happened. It was like, all right, so it was a battle royal, but 
two guys are going to win it, and then they're going to face off. And it was Rick Martell in 1993 or 94, whatever it was. Like, it, it was – Matt, I remember it clear as day. He had the, he was in baby blue tight again era. It wasn't pink Martell yet, or no, pink Martell was before that. But, but he went back to baby blue, and they had to face off. They did a referee uh, separation at the end of that first thing, and like you knew Rick Martell had no shot because it was Rick Martell, and I think it was I think this was ninety four at this point. It may have been ninety three. I'm not sure, but you knew Rick Martell had no shot. But like it was still such a good match, and Razor Ramon, like Rick Martell, like elevated Razor that way. Speak for yourself. I really thought Rick Martell had a shot at that thing. Did you really? Yeah, are honestly. You, are, you be, are you being ballbuster Tony? Or are you no, really? no. It, it was one of those moments where it was like, holy shit, they're going to go with Martell on a solo run? I mean, that would have been cool. In 1994, no chance. They were ready to put the TV title on him in 1997-98. Didn't they do that in WCW? They did. All right. So, all right. That's a good counterpoint. But he was a completely different. He wasn't the model. He was Rick Martell. So there could have been people that have never, ever seen him before. But you know what? That is a good point. I will give you points to you, sir. That that short run with uh, Booker T, man, had, yeah. had he not gotten hurt, I was all about that. That yeah, would have been that, cool as shit. That, that was cool. But they were putting that TV title on everybody back then. Yeah, but, but it was neat because it was Rick Martell, and I knew how talented he was, and he hadn't really... I mean, I like the model character. I always wanted something more for him, you know? Yeah, and he, he, looked, along... just, he, he looked just as jacked in 97 than he did in 89 and 88. Yeah, yeah it's a he shame. Looked, he, was in, a sh- he was in great shape. It's a shame his last run ended the way it did, and it's a double shame that he really doesn't do too much with the business anymore, you know? Wait, why was it a shame that his last run – what was so bad about his last run? Nothing. He got hurt. Oh, yeah, he got okay, hurt. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you said he wasn't used well. No, 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 no. He was he was being used just fine. It's just a, it kind of got cut short, and that was it for him. I'm kind of with kind of with Tony. Like I was like 11 years old, 11, 12. I would have been 12 that year in '93. Like fucking Rick Martel's a dastardly heel. This son of a bitch. Now, obviously, we knew that Razor winning and then Sean coming back in November sets up WrestleMania 10. But right. You know, I wasn't reading fucking newsletters and there wasn't Twitter in 1993. I was actually just enjoying yeah. uh, wrestling. So uh, I, I would have been all in on it because then yep. you would add someone like Rick Martel to work with Razor Ramon. And that would have been a fun program. Yeah, I just remember like watching it at the time and being like, there were so many people in that battle royal, Matt. Like Giant Gonzalez was in that battle royal. Macho <laughs> Man was in that battle royal. Um, IRS, I think, was in that battle royal. Uh even though he, I just remember him being in it. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, or I believe he was still, <laughs> I believe he was still MVP at this point. He may have been Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. I don't know, <laughs> but there were like a lot of people in that Royal Rumble that you thought would get to the end before Rick Martel, and it just happened to it was Rick Martel. I guess because they knew that maybe it would be a great match for the next week, for the following week. So, um, but there were a lot of people in that Battle Royal that I thought would have won before Martel. Or yeah, Randy Savage was in it. Let me yep. hold on. I think I just pulled up the list here. So yeah, let's, let's let me see if I can guess. Tatanka. <laughs> I, I gotta look through the list, Kevin. Tatanka was there. <laughs> All right, so Tatanka, IRS. I think Diesel yeah. may have been been in it too. No, because Giant Gonzalez yeah. was in it. Diesel was in it. Diesel was in it. Adam Bomb. Yep. Quang. Uh, no Quang. No Quang. Hmm. Yeah. T.L. Hopper. No. Bastion no. Booger. Yes, Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger, definitely. He was in it. 
Um, ninety. Do you have a date on what this was? It was uh, September. Sorry, I have something in my eye. No problem. Uh, it was the oct. Uh, it was taped September twenty seventh, and it aired on, on October fourth, nineteen ninety three. All right. So Marty Janetti was probably in it. Yes. Alex Porto. No. The pug was not in it. One two three oh. kid was he in it? One two three kid was in it. Um. Greg the Hammer Valentine. No, a, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. No hammer. No hammer. No, no Tito. No Tito. Sorry. Re- no Repo Man ninety three. No. Um, nope. Doink. Uh, Doink the Clown. No, I'm sorry. Bam Bam Bigelow. Doink the Clown was on the show. He defeated Corey Student in le- under two minutes. Oh, legendary. Was Crush Bam, Bam Bigelow. Yes, Bam Bam Bigelow was there. Yeah, Crush, Crush? should be my next guess. Uh, there is no crush. Yeah, I don't know if Crush had come back yet at this point, did he? Um, yeah, he was back, wasn't he? Yeah, not yeah, because he that WrestleMania he fought Savage. Yeah, he was evil crush at that point. Yeah, so yeah. um, he might have still been Kona crush. Papa Shango, point. no Papa Shango. Ooh, 93. Bob Backlund, Bob Backlund was in there. Good pull, Kevin. Holy shit. I'm wow. telling you, I have a I have a weird memory. I can't remember like what you guys told me yesterday, but I can remember shit like this. Um, You're missing a um, Ted DiBiase. No Ted DiBiase. Oh, Nikolai Volkov. No Volkov. No, I, <gasps> I was thinking Volkov, but I didn't pull the trigger on Volkov. Who, who else was in the uh, the million dollar corporation at that point? I don't know if the corporation was a thing yet in '93. All right, so we got IRS. We got the kid. We got MV- he was MVP Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, whatever you want to call him. Yep, that's right. You got uh you got Big Daddy Cool, you got Adam Bomb, you got Bigelow. The John Gonzalez, Marty Janetti, Bastion Booger, Tatanka, Bob Backlund. You're missing a couple. Holy couple shit. glaring um, ones. All right, so Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, there you go. And any tag team guys in there, like the smoking guns? There's one tag team in there. The Heavenly Bodies. No, but they were on this show and they defeated Mark Taylor and Scott Thomas. Steiner Brothers. Nope. Men on a Mission. Nope. The Rock and Roll Express. Nope. No. <laughs> Silly goose. Silly There's duck. a tag team in there. Is it an uh, actual tag team or is it a mishmash of two guys? I know exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. 1993 tag team. Oh, the Bushwhackers. The body, the body Donnas. You're both wrong. No. The uh, w- Well done. No. That's a great poll, but no. <laughs> that was good. Um... No, so no bushwhackers, no well done, no, no heavenly bodies, no Steiners, no men on the, the Mounties. Oh, the, the Quebecers. Quebecers! There you go. The Quebecers are in there. Are we missing anybody? You are. You're missing one, two, three, four, a three. You said, Wait, like, you said Quang, right? No Quang. Quang is that? Quang no. is not in there. But that was a guess. Yeah. You're missing five guys. Okay, was Savio Vega in there? No, no. Not, oh. Ninety-three. Come on, Tony. Ninety-three. He would have been Quang. He would have been Quang. Oh, Avatar. Uh, Al Snow. <laughs> no, no Avatar. Good pull, though. No, it's a terrible pull. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. It's a terrible pull. All right, Shinobi. Tony's Tony's got some oh. sort of internet search on. Um, no, no, Al Snow was, was Avatar as well as Shinobi. The, the first name was, was yes. Shinobi. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The Matador. You already guessed Tito Santana. No, no this was the Matador. He went to um, play Bulls in Mexico. Uh, uh I'm gonna get. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna soak at this. 
Um, <sighs> five? Wow, we're missing five though. There's, there's look. To be fair, there's one that I don't think. Ric Flair. No. no. He's back in WCW in 93 at this point in September, October. Um, Scott Taylor. Scott Taylor, no. no. Why? You're missing some, some okay. big, All right. All right. big hitter. Oh, Ludwig Borga. No, Ludwig Borga. All right. So Damn. I'm going to go through 93. In my head. Undertaker's definitely not in it. No Undertaker. Um, are we talking legends or these remain roster people? I like, mean, there's now no Sergeant... they're. There's now like Sergeant working. Sergeant Slaughter or like Colonel Mustafa or any of those. No, they, didn't pull, they didn't pull that shit back then. Um, uh, I'd say four out of the five had a were legit. Like you were like, oh, if this guy won, I wouldn't be so upset about this. Jake Roberts. No. Oh my Damn God, it! Tony, you're fucking pissing me off. Who me? Yeah, with your silly, stupid guesses. Jake was around at that point. What are you no, talking no, about? he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Mike, Mike Spear. The question was: the twenty participants in the Royal Rumble on Monday Night Raw, uh, where the two last survivors would face off for the Intercontinental Championship, which was Razor Ramon and Rick Martel. So far, we've guessed IRS, the One Two Three Kid, MVP, oh, Owen Hart, Owen Hart, yes, Jimmy Anvil, Nightheart, no, Jeff Jim Jarrett, Duggan. no, no. <laughs> So we're down to four, though. Yes. 93. Luger? Bulldog wasn't back yet. No Luger. No Bulldog. Um, I'm just going to try to... You know what I'm doing? My strategy is going through the Survivor Series 1993 and trying to see who was on those teams and place them in the Battle Royal. Um, We said men on a mission, right? I can't believe Jeff Jarrett wasn't there. They both were Was Yoko in there? No, no Yoko. Oh, no. Uh, Mike Spear comes in with Damian Demento. No Damian Demento. Undertaker. No, no Undertaker. Literally just said that. When? In the past. I literally seconds? said no Undertaker. And <laughs> so far we have IRS, the one, two, three kid, Abe Knuckleball, Schwartz, Coco uh, Beware, Diesel, Adam Bomb, Bam Bam Bigelow, Coco Beware, Giant Gonzalez. Marty Jannetty, Booger, Owen Hart, Tonka, Bob Backlund. No, no Coco? No Virgil. Coco. No Virgil. Oof. So you're missing one, oh, God. two, three, kid, four. Oh, God, 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 93. Kevin, put yourself back in 1993. Tony, you mentioned a tag team, and the tag team is not in there, but one of the members is in there. Mabel. 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 Okay, we got Mabel. We're down to three. And I mentioned men on a mission, by the way. Eric F., you silly Weisenheimer. Haystacks Calhoun. Get um, out of here. So 93. Was Bundy back in 93? No Bundy. You got Booger, no Bundy. Now, if you mention when we get down to the final three and we give up or. Oh, we're, we're not, not. I'm not giving up. I can't. I, and if you, so him, I, if you mention him, if you mention this person, I apologize. They are literally three legends, though. Like now they are legends. When you think of this person, they are a legend. No Terry no, Taylor? No Terry Taylor. Mike Spears <laughs> is, is not Max Moon. That yeah, that's a good guess, Terry though. Taylor. That's a good guess. Um <laughs> Hall of Famers? Yes. All, all of them? three of all three of them are in the Hall of Fame. Oh all right. And all right. two of them are former Intercontinental Champions. Oh damn it! Tony's gonna get this now. Um, 
Pedro Morales. <laughs> no Pedro Morales. Oh shit! So wait, they're former at this point. Bobby Lashley. That's <laughs> okay. Former at this point. Okay. I'm I'm trying not to look at the comments because I don't want to know. Um. Oh wow. Right, so no Jerry Lawler. No even. Oh Mark. Oh no, Mark Maron wasn't there yet. Um. <laughs> Intercontinental, all right, 93 Intercontinental Champion. Who's the Intercontinental Champion around that time? 92, um, no Piper, no Sean Michael Hart. Um, British Bulldog wasn't there. Um, the Mountie wasn't there. Well, he was in the Quebecers. Um, was Piper in it? No. No, Piper was not there. Oh, it's uh, a Hall of Famer, former IC champ. That takes the box. You're, look, you're, you're there. You're just not all the way there. I'm all the way there. I said Valentine, not there. Tito, not there. Um... Macho's in. Macho, we already said. Oh, you guys what? said Macho. Wait, the yes. Warrior wasn't in this thing, was he? Okay. I missed the Macho Man. He was in the Rumble. Yeah, when I first, when we first started yeah, talking, started, I was like, Macho Man was in this. Okay. Giant Gonzalez was in this. Okay. I missed that. So there's two yeah. that you guys have to get. And they're both former Intercontinental Champions. No. Now one of them is a former Intercontinental Champion. But now they're both Hall of Famers. They are both Hall of Famers. Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Can't I take think you anywhere. One is one is obvious. The other one is he was coming and going as he pleased. Abdul the butcher. God damn it! You guys are missing a fuck. Kevin literally mentioned every IC champion except for him. Well, it wasn't Shawn Michaels because he was stripped. No Jeanette, warrior. No. We perfect. already mentioned Janetti. Bret Hart. Perfect. Perfect was Thank in you. it. Yes. Yeah. Perfect I thought I said, was in I thought it. I said perfect. I think Kevin might have said it. If I don't did, remember. I missed it. I might have been pulling up well, the list. So it probably apologies. could have been in the conversation before we started the impromptu game, <laughs> I think. And so there's, one more is a Hall of Famer, but not an IC champ. There's no fucking shot you guys are going to get this. Dusty Wolf. No, Dusty Wolf is not in the Hall of Fame. I thought, well, he should be. Got to fix that. I got to look at the list he, of Hall of Famers now. You guys are part of the problem. He, can I? He showed back up at the 96 Survivor Series. Sid. Snooker, Snooker, brother, top row, brother. That's a great. Nailed it. So, wow. that was, a, that was a, a, a turn that I wasn't expecting to have. No, you know when you weren't getting Snooker because I didn't even remember him being in the thing. Ninety-three. So that could have been to Tony's point. In ninety-three, he probably could have been considered a legend that they brought back. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what he was doing in 93 in the yeah. WWF. I don't think he was doing anything. What year did he wrestle Undertaker at Mania? WrestleMania 7, so that would have been... That was two years prior to this, then. Yeah, or I don't two years. He... Yeah, two years prior. He may have just been used been. like Greg Hammer Valentine was used, like whenever they needed somebody. This was still at the Manhattan Center? Yes. yes. Oh, so that's that's a phone call. He was living like like 20 minutes outside the city. That's why. Yeah, he needed some bodies for a battle royal. And Jimmy Snooker could know where to find some bodies. <laughs> brother. Second rope only, brother. Let's see. Oh, now I want to see what Snooker did in 93. Oh, God. I thought we had so much to talk about. This is very important stuff, Tony. Tony, would you, I mean, would you rather... I can. We can talk about whatever you want to. Talk no, that look. Keep it going. I don't care. But you were the first one going. Yo, we got a lot to talk about tonight. When did he, uh, when? So he's only he only wrestled three times in nineteen ninety three for the the WWF. He beat Brian Christopher at a house show at MSG. Well, there you go. He was in the Battle Royal, and then he beat uh, Paul Van Dale on a Monday Night Raw. Paul Van 
Dale. The whole effing no. He was also in WCW in 1993. I figured that. The Slamboree pay-per-view. He also wrestled on a um, on a Nitro, wasn't there? A, tr- a three stages of Doom exactly. with uh, that was Jared? Back, that was all the way up in like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. It was uh, it was him and Tito and somebody else. I want to say third Terry. F- I want to say Terry, f- or no, because I think Jeff was leading to the match. Was it Dusty? No, it was I Terry Funk. Remember. Maybe the was only it- thing I find here is a steel cage match where Snooka beat Jeff Jarrett. Dude, he crushed his head. And Benoit was the special guest referee that was inside of a cage. Yeah, that was the that third. Was... That was part of the thir- the three things, I think. Because you're right, Tony. You're 100 percent right. It was Tito. Maybe it was Bundy. I don't even know. No, it wasn't Bundy. It was, it was it Tito. Was it was Snooka. Shit. What nitro was that? It was a nitro. It was the. the... I'll pull it up right two now. Two nitro goes. Nitro two twenty five, October first, two thousand. Let's see. Oh my god. Was the dragon non-title bunkhouse brawl match? George the Animal Steel with yeah, Arn Anderson, Zabisco. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, there was a bunkhouse match. So that was George Steel beat Jeff Jarrett. Then there was a dungeon match where Tito Santana beat Jeff Jarrett, and then the cage match where uh, Snuka and Kev for those first two matches they were accompanied by Arn Anderson, Larry Zabisco, Paul Orndorff, and Terry Funk. So there you go. There's the Funker. Ah, right, so they're all they're all there. I can't wrestle. My horse is sick. Oh, 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 Matt's oh, favorite oh, LJN, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home, Terry Peg Funk. Peg Warmer City. That Terry <laughs> Funk LJN. I did buy it at a Toys R Us, though. I do remember that. Or was it a KB? He also wrestled in ECW in 93. Snooker was everywhere. Yeah, he did. He, he was, was a former um, ECW TV champ and world champion. Or... Yeah, he was a world champ, right? Didn't he, like, fight Don Morocco for that belt? Uh, yes. At least one of them, yes. Yeah. And Johnny Hotbody. And... Oh, yeah. He's right up there with Paul Van Dale. ECW. <laughs> Kev. <laughs> Kev, where do you rank the original ECW? Eastern, Eastern Championship, Championship wrestling. wrestling. It's not even on my. It's not even on my radar. See, I go WWE, CW, Eastern, then Extreme. That's you might be just onto me. something. You might be onto something there. Maybe uh-huh. Tri-State Wrestling after Extreme, but that's yeah. close. And then we got to throw ECPW in there too. Fuck, dude. Well, that that trumps everything. Right. Yeah. Because that it has the letters in it. It has the Fuck letters. Yeah. That's, Folks, that's if thing. you really want to see Jimmy Snuka at his greatest, look up his long-running feud with the Metal Maniac. You will not be disappointed. Mm, I agree. Five-star yeah. bangers up and down the East Coast. What say you, Matt? I will not fall for your shenanigans. <laughs> uh, and the other <laughs> podcast that I do has uh, beat the WWE CW horse to death. That I don't even bite anymore. Yeah, those, those fucking assholes know how to take a joke and bury it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Beat it to death. They got their little weird uh, fucking Twitter followers bothering me about I don't even respond anymore. Yeah, why do they Why do they, Why do do they? they goad you into this to such things? They don't goad. I'm not being goaded in. They've ruined uh, no, it. No goad. They've taken a bit. That we decided that we started. Yes, and yep. they've ruined it. No. Sons of bitches. Now it's they gone still... forever. <laughs> well, we'll still do it. <laughs> Zack Ryder, best ECW superstar ever. So, um, put a ball on Scott Hall for the time being. I hope not. Uh, A lot of great comments in the 
comment section. People, uh, big fans of his diaper match with the one, two, three kid. Crybaby match from that yeah, crybaby match. Yeah. Um, obviously him showing up on Nitro, the NWO. Uh, a lot of people were posting, um, his entrance at the ECW show. Mm-hmm. I, that was cool. When he came out to the, that Fuji song. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and I, you know, I forgot he was kind of there for a heartbeat. Um, Matt, if I had to ask you two guys that you thought that, that you would forget that were ever in ECW, I'm, and all jokes aside, the real ECW, like the two like biggest stars, who comes to your mind when you like that, you forgot that were there? I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to ask the question that Dusty, way because... Dusty, I know Dusty was there. Dusty, okay, that whole Steve Carino stuff was great. Yep. And um, I mean, it's either Razor or Sid, right? Those are the two guys I had. Razor, no, uh, Sid, I re- Sid. Sid, I remember. Uh, but like, if you ask like nine out of ten people, like if who was in ECW, would you have ever said Sid? But you probably because was he with Judge Jeff Jones or was that Mike Awesome? No, it was Sid. Sid was with it was Jeff, Sid. With Jeff Sid was Jones. with him after after Mike Awesome with the power bomb stuff. And right? He was like, we one of the first bonus shows we ever did was Living Dangerously, I think, and he fucking beat the dog shit out of Cronus, and he was fucking over. Oh yeah, Sid's just got that presence about him. You were there at the Survivor Series when he beat Shawn Michaels, right? Were you guys there for that one? No, the I was garden? supposed to. I got the call. Oh, there was an extra ticket, fucking... and then so Mike Spear says that Scott Hall worked literally one show, maybe two, for EC Dub. He worked three. He worked three, Mike. He worked three. He they beat he beat Just Incredible. He was in a tag match, and he lost to Big Sal. He lost oh to God, Big really? Sal? Ooh. Big Sal was the fat one, right? Ah, another one that people don't really think about. Steve Austin. I think everyone. No, I. I'm uh, not, I disagree. With what about one. uh Jake? Jake Roberts. Yeah, Jake. How about how about Doc and Gordy? Doc and Gordy were there for a cup of coffee. Would they have two, three matches tops? Yeah, I don't remember them there, so I can't. I can't pick out a Doc or or Bam Bam match there. Furnace so, and Lafon. I mean, Furnace I, I remember them. I remember them being there. I remember you got Sid, you had Bam Bam. Oh well, Bigelow obviously was. Yo, Bigelow was great in ECW. Can we just say what that? about like what about like Benoit? Um, uh, no, I think Eddie, everyone Eddie, remembers Eddie them. Guerrero, Mysterio, Malenko, you know. Juventud, Psychosis. I think everyone. I think everyone pretty much knows that they were there. Yeah, okay, Jericho. Yeah, so Mike Mike Spear was at that show. I'm sorry. It had three matches. Two of them took place at the Mid Hudson Civic Center. Ooh, Poughkeepsie. There you go. JJ Rogue, Rick Rude. In East. Dude, uh, dude, the mask. He the mask gimmick. The right? helmet. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, the, no, the helmet was W was WCW. He had the ski mask on. No, he had the helmet. He came yeah, out he with the helmet. Had, yeah. oh, oh, okay, right, because that was the play with the edge, and then okay, yes, you're right. At barely legal, he did it. He had, the, he had the stupid mask on when he was in WCW, when he played like the the Halloween Havoc Phantom, some shit like that. Yes, which we watched recently, and oh, yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah Rick Rude, because Rick Rude wanted to wrestle again. Well, Rick Rude was also enjoying some treats during his ECW run. <laughs> what kind of treats? He was chowing on some box. All right, didn't expect you to go there, but I'll rock and roll. Matt, you have to remember that. What? When he took Francine away? What about it? Seriously. 
Seriously. He's talking about the questionable, like the inappropriate line that he just said about Francine. About her treats? Chowing on some. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember the promo. Promo. It wasn't a promo. It was it was a, a physical act that was that was blurred out on the on their MSG show. God, I remember like like you get like presents on Christmas, but like I like I like I don't think there was ever any greater joy than finding like wrestling on TV when you were not planning to find wrestling on TV. Yep. Like you never knew what an ECW was on. It could be on MSG one week at like one or the next week at midnight or 11 or one or two. There was like no better feeling in the world than finding wrestling on TV when you weren't expecting to find it. Dude, the best find when I was younger was finding IWCCW on with, uh, with uh, Damien Damien Demendo uh, Demento when he yeah. was first starting, with uh, Morocco was there, Santana was there. There was a guy Curly Mo who was well, there. Didn't you guys go a... to those shows? And what, like, am I mistaking or like, wouldn't like I hear like Matt yelling some crazy stupid shit and like the no, that was ECPW. That, that was they, they, dude. They Tasmaniac TV. was there. They were on TV. Yeah, ECPW. no, they had TV. Yeah, because I re- I remember watching like I remember watching that, that even that even finding that on was really fun and uh because I, th- I think i remember seeing it pops to my head like just like when i say like the first wrestling memory i have is the honky tonk man i don't know if that's true or not it's just what i've conditioned myself to believe and i, I remember watching ecpw and i remember seeing doink like it's just like possible it's just like doink the clown and ecpw like you know honky tonk man wwf even though i probably sure. watched uh, way before or or maybe it came after. I don't know. I never got it locally, but I was on. I was all over a lot of those episodes of ECPW back in the day. When I, yeah. I when I was in, my grandmother lived in South Jersey, um, where my dad was actually. I, I told I told this to Matt off the air. I'll tell you, Tony, on the air without. Uh, I don't want because I don't think she announced it on on social media. My dad was at a wake of someone who's related to Sonya Deville. And down in Hamilton, where my grandmother used to live, we would go down and um, I would get world-class championship wrestling in South Jersey on old TVs. Like, mm-hmm. old, like, like literally just, like, the dial. You still had to do the dial. So, like, you never knew what you were going to find, like, any time. And so it's just such a, such a joy to find wrestling on when you just don't know that it's on. Now you know everything. Now you know where everything is. So. Yeah, some, sometimes... Like you said, on a clear night, if you had one of those old tuner TVs with the big old UHF knob, you can get you can get shit out of Philly. You can get shit out of DC if the if the night was <laughs> if the night sky was like calm enough. Yeah, it's crazy dude, how got, far got, the TV got world go. class championship wrestling in South in the Pine Barrens. Yep, of West Orange. <laughs> oh, not West Orange of Jersey. Yeah, I believe it. It was good times, man. It was it was like the Wild West trying to find shit on the TV. Sure oh, was. Boy. What a what a conversation, fellas! Yeah, yeah, I'm dude. I dig it. And and the people in the chat are, are loving it. Lots of conversation about old ECW. Ryan Sullivan. Does anyone remember Mysterio was there? Hell yeah, man! Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that in the early crew. Go ahead. Eric F used to watch the real ECW, then Roller Jam and Slam Ball and TNT. Well, you're the one person, Eric F, that watched anything after ECW. So congratulations. Yo, I used to watch Roller Jam. Roller I used Jam to watch. 
dude, the roller derby show, not roller jam, but when there was actual like roller derby, I may have been roller jam. There was like no, it was roller derby. It was on in like the afternoon after like yeah. wrestling challenge. Yeah, and I there were like oh, there were only like two teams. It was like the thunder and like the lightning. I think like one like one of them was lightning. I know that. And no, I they to... they they used to have uh, Ralphie Valdero. He used to manage the good one of the good teams, and then there was Miss Georgia Haas. She was like always around too. She was like the evil manager. Dude, it, was it was like shit, man. Yeah, I agree. I like I like and people roller derby is a thing, man. People like. The ladies still love doing that. Oh, stuff. the ladies play the shit out of it around here too, man. There's still a league and everything. It's insane, dude. Like just seeing someone getting hip checked and flying over the freaking. Oh, thing. the best, the best. It's the like best. hockey, but it, like there's no puck. It's good old like... Mike Spears still remembers the IWCCW. Good, dude. It was good times, man. It was good times finding that shit, dude. It's like, man, I'm I'm almost positive that when I was catching like wrestling, like watching iccw or whatever ecpw on like like public access tv i'm almost positive now that nine times out of ten i heard your voice oh yeah show. there's youtube videos up there of, of me and me and a couple other people fucking yelling and screaming like maniacs the professor the professor uh Pete? pat Cobbs there oh yo pat oh yo you definitely heard pat charles if you will <laughs> the, the nutty professor you have the professor and then you have the nutty professor yeah we're you we're definitely very audible bundy was also bundy was there a lot yes but that was at seton hall where i got kicked out for that yeah that's right yeah for pulling never, the fire alarm hashtag never forget <laughs> i i did not pull any fire alarm proud proud man none. out there none no didn't no alarms pulled didn't touch it all right, what freaks! <laughs> someone just put someone. I, I don't know why I find this so amusing, but I'm laughing. <laughs> Anyone watch Jerry Springer all the time? Eric F. I don't. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. You don't know me. Shit, Iron Sheik was on an episode. Wasn't there a whole bunch of like the old school like Dude, Razor Ramon? Scott Razor Ramon was on an episode of Jerry Springer. No, nah, I thought Razor Ramon was on Donahue. I think it was. I think it was Springer. Razor Ramon used to do uh, Regis and Kathy Lee when Regis used to have all the wrestlers on. Everyone did. And I remember Regis. Undertaker did Regis. He had a sick kid on one time in the audience, and he gave an Intercontinental belt to him. And he's like, "I can get." He's like, "I can get another one of these made. I want you to have this," which was cool as shit. That footage is out there somewhere too. I think I'm pretty sure uh, he was on the here. Jerry Springer show twenty years ago. WWE Hall of Famer Razor Ramon visited the Jerry Springer oh, show. Maybe, to meet, all right, it was Springer then. Meet two small children living with HIV and AIDS. At the end, Razor's visit, he bestowed his IC title to the duo, declaring them both to be his champions. That's right. Uh, it was at hey, this, yo. it was at the time a groundbreaking show of support, given that the country at large was still unsure of the particulars surrounding the child children's illnesses. Yeah, that was crazy back then, man. Oyo Michiko. What was that? What what was that? Was it what, what was he saying when he did that? Oyo me chico. Do you remember that? Anyone in the in the chat? Was it oil me chico? Or hey. Digo me. Oyo me chico. Like what was like what was he saying? What was he saying? Anyone know that? Mike, Mike Spears wants... seems to know everything. What was what was he saying? Mike Spears, a fellow ECW, uh, ECPW alum, Jesus. Oh, that's right. Oh. So Mike, Mike, uh, Mike knows a lot of the stuff that I know. 
hey, listen, all your Mexico. I don't know if that's something to brag about being an ECPW alumni. Hey, friend of the show, Sonny Kiss is an ECPW alum. So are the Graysons. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah Tony's father. Andrew, Andrew Anderson, Anderson, the reinforcer. Andrew. Little Guido. Crowbar. Yo, yo, am I crazy or am I seeing Andrew Anderson like blow up again? Fuck yeah, it, dude. He he did like, some show this past weekend. He was everywhere. What do you mean blow up? Like literally blow up? Because I would pay to see that. No, I agree with that. Um, but I thought I heard like he's doing like some new gimmick where like he's like trying to like reinvent himself, like as something completely different. Is what not Greg the Hammer Valentine's grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> so I think you had that. You have that reversed. Yeah, no, because Greg the Hammer Valentine looks like a grandmother. Right. So Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> That's Andrew. Uh, Mike, That's Mike double- Spears says it means hear me in Spanish. I thought it was Digame. Digame. But it was like, it'd be like, oil me, oil me, chico. Like he was literally saying, he was saying, oil me, chico. <laughs> oil but, me, chico. That's the, we got a name, we of, the got a name of the episode. <laughs> Oil, oil, Michiko. I already thought we were just gonna call it. Hey, yo. So, <laughs> all right. So, Matt, can I? I, I don't want to keep harping on the Razor stuff, but can I read you my top five like Razor Ramon isms? Yeah. Unless Wait, do I need to play? Should I play the music? You don't have to, because oh, because I don't have any of that. I got to make a banner. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. So, number five is Oil Michiko, <laughs> written as Oil Michiko. Uh, number four was his Hall of Fame thing. Uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. That's a great line. Number three is something happened to... I should have read them all. It's got all. Something happened to the gold. Something's gonna happen to you. And then number two is survey says another one for the bad guys. And then number one, of course, is hey, yo. So that was that was just something that I put together just in case we needed it, but good banter. Hey. <laughs> yes, Moose. Moose. Moose, you... Moose he doesn't say the yo part. He just gives you Hey. Yo. Hey. Yo. Hey. Yo. Hey. Yo. <laughs> One more time. Hey. Oyo Michiko. Hey, this is Moose. <laughs> Hey, Mo- hey, yo, Moose. Hey, Moose, what are you doing? Shining the wizards. <laughs> People love Moose, man. You got to give him Moose. <laughs> this, this is like, I don't think Moose has ever done anything like this ever in his life. No, but dude, we got we got the fucking ratings right here because we got the Moose man. Hey. <laughs> he said, Shine. all right, so JJ Rogue. One more for the, he's I can't why can't I pull this up? He said it's one more for the good guys. He's done. He said both. Yeah, he he's said done, both. He's done both. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think I agree Yo, with Kevin. One hundred percent has. I know that for because when I wanted to put it together, I thought of both, and I know for a fact he did both. So I mean, good guys is probably the better one, but that he's done both. Hey yo. Hey yo. What do you guys want to do next? Do you want to take a break? Do you want to do some three counts? We could do you want to do our Wizards Rewind? Can we do the rewind, please? Can we you want to do, do that rewind? now? You want to take a break? I want to do the rewind. If we're going to do the rewind, we should probably take a break first. Right? Up to you guys. 
It's fine by me. Tony, do you want to do the reads? Or you want me to do the reads today? I can do the reads. It's okay. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got um, around the network covered. There's not really a whole heck of a lot, and I could do the uh, Patreons. All right, well, I have the Patreons too here, so. All right, well, I'll so, do the, I'll do the uh, the around the network, and then you could do the Patreons. Oh, I, I hate this shit. Actually, I, I kind of like it. Dude, this hour flew by. By the way. <laughs> Quack, quack, it's time to do it's time to do the Shining Wizards Network reads. Big old duck hole. That's right, duck hole. This week, in case you've missed it, on the Shining Wizards Network, don't forget to visit us at shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Also available everywhere you find podcasts. And it's nice because for one feed, you get 10 great shows and they are doing great things. Like this week, Radioactive Metal covers metal as part of the Juno Awards, which is like the music awards in Canada. I don't know. I'm not Canadian, so I'll take Snowy's word for it. But Aaron, he's American, so he kind of celebrates it too. So it's all good. The Mark Order Podcast. Hey, the four assholes are back together finally after like 16 weeks of not being all together at the same time, even though Kate had some audio issues, but we forgive her for that. Um, AEW Revolution Fallout and all the updated is on the news and notes. And I think Matt actually rehashes some sleep jacking story. Yeah, I think so. See? Yep bringing all the stuff to the uh, Wednesday night show. I kind of like it, but stop stealing our gimmicks, damn it. Um, Ringside Rant. RJ and Justin cover the March 10th, 1997 Raw. I think it's all leading to WrestleMania that year, where it's Austin and Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship. Good shit right there. Turnbuckle Throwbacks gives you two shows this week. Covering Vader in the Hall of Fame and actually getting into the CM Punk interview that he cut in the uh, media scrum after AEW Revolution. Phil didn't have too many kind things to say about Mr. Brooks, but you could check that out on Turnbuckle Throwbacks. But that's not all. Sunday night, Phil was joined by Maniac Matt Squires, and they actually started their version of the March Madness tournament. They're doing March Mid-Card Madness, where they've got 68 mid-card guys ranked against each other. It's going to be fucking voting turmoil. Make sure you get up on that. And last but not least, the inconclusive breakdown, guys, giving you more news and notes, everything pop culture, movies, comic books. They love comic books. Talking about the Ukraine and their top 10 this week. Top 10 songs to play during the apocalypse. It's all available and all there and all for you on the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. And now we pass the mic over to Maniac Matt, who's going to give you the Patreon supporters. I don't understand why you got to throw the maniac in there. It's a previous lifetime. That's okay, uh, Although, uh, to be fair, uh, we are working on uh, getting those MBW tapes. Um, I got to check in with my guy and see how that's going because, uh, well, that could just be something else. Let me tell you. Um, we want to take the time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. And if you are listening to this uh, and you enjoy what you are hearing, either in the, the YouTube or the Twitch or the Facebook or the Twitter uh, in podcast form, wherever you are, you can join our Patreon. And for little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast Patreon. It's patreon.com uh, slash wizards podcast. Uh, and again, $1 a month gets you a plug on this show every week. $3 a month gets you our bonus content. Um, $5 a month will plug your social media uh, $10 a month and above, you will get a box of wizardry minimum three months. Uh, and those boxes contain all sorts of wrestling goodies, t-shirts, DVDs, pins, stickers, trading cards, uh, 
bags. I packed up everyone's stuff for March uh, this afternoon. That's going out today. So uh, keep an eye on your mailboxes. Uh, at this time, we want to thank those that support us. We're going to start with Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, uh, not to be outdone by the king. Manny Kratzko, uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Kate the Great Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com, also part of the Mark Order podcast, also part of the Sour Graps NXT post-show Tuesday nights, Mark Order podcast Wednesday nights. Fightful SmackDown, AEW Rampage post-show Friday nights. Uh, and then she's always doing uh, more stuff. I know she was supposed to be in Excite this weekend for uh, her commentary debut, but because of the shitty weather, she was not there. So follow Kate on Twitter. Uh, Kate on deck, I see. I don't know. I should probably write down her Twitter handle for her to make sure it's proper. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. G. G. Maddie Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf. Uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinks More of the Shining Wizards. Jay Cop, big cop of pump from the Turnbuckle Throwback. The only thing worth listening to on that hunk of shit. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. I think, I think I'm doing things good. He's got a Ring of Honor podcast with, uh, with uh, one William Mercier that you want to check out. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pearl. Uh, I know he was at a Rise wrestling show this week and he tweeted about it, uh, live tweeting. So follow the true Prince of Pearl on the Twitter machine. And if it wasn't Rise, I apologize. Um, the Bergman, Braden, Braden Bergen. Uh, he's the LeBron James of Elite collecting figures he just got a chase boss man and a chase tristratus he tags us on twitter then he put up a brand new profile picture rocking that shining wizards halloween t-shirt shout out to you brayden now brendan haney carrie cowling my man ryan schlong over at the mark order podcast asian joe who was in here earlier showing us so much love uh david henry bauer the third uh i dunk biscuits from the uk much love over there i don't know what i'm doing with my hands uh roll uh, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last but certainly not least, the one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what hey, you mean, Kevin. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How can William Mercier Jr.'s hands hold everybody's lives if he's also holding experimental music from antonio Hosserman at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com maybe he's got big hands i forgot to read that ass. part with an asshole <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry it's all good that's why i'm here brother do i brother. sound okay? do i sound okay you look a little wobbly i think maybe your internet's i thought yeah i thought it was me <laughs> whenever no i'm getting the fucking I'm getting this little gimmick here. Yeah, the the little like Wi-Fi thing, right? Uh oh, we lost well, Matt. No, he's still there. No, we lost him. He's frozen. Yeah, it comes and goes. I don't know what's yep. going on. <laughs> Matt, can we, that, can we play that music for the rest of the show? Do 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 do. I'll be back. Hold on. Let me let me fix this. Uh oh, Matt's leaving. Kev, it's time for us to filibuster. Oh, oh man, he left completely. Kev, is this a good idea that he leaves the, the show in our hands? Dude, we're the two, we're the two man group, bro. The two man army. We oh, know what we're doing. We have Anthony Henry coming up at nine o'clock tonight. We have a Wizards Rewind coming up. 
uncensored 1999 matt i don't know if you noticed this yes when would you click on the peacock the uncensored 1999 logo is also the graphic for the uncensored 1994 logo yeah oh it's for all of them it's for each and every iteration of the uncensored. no it's not no it's not like there's ones with sting on it like what we'll, like a, a black and white sting on them dude for me it was all hogan savage and whoever else was on it for Flair. Yeah, earthquake one. earthquake hogan savage and, and tenta before we jump into our <sighs> wizards rewind i do stuff we ran a, a twitter contest on the twitter machine that's right. Uh, and what you needed to do was retweet our pin tweet, which was last week's episode, episode with Carl Fredericks, and then and you had to be subscribed to our YouTube account. That was it. Very simple, very free. Fifty dollar gift card to shopaew.com. That oh, yes. winner, very good, very I free. Painstakingly wrote everybody's name out this afternoon, put it in a hat, pulled a name out at Irish Misfit. I like that. I like that handle. Uh, so at Irish Misfit, uh, you want to oh, reach out to us through the Twitter machine. Shh, Jesus. Um, there it is. If you want to reach out to us through Twitter and just touch base with us and I can get your info and then we will send over that $50 gift card. All right. Yeah, it was just announced by the WWE. Uh, Scott Hall has passed away. Damn. Man. I mean, what can we say now that we weren't already feeling before, like five seconds ago? Like, it sucks. It, but I don't know. It, I mean, we've lost a lot of legends, right? Eddie, Piper, Dusty, Owen, like, and a lot in recent years. I'm sure I'm, I, this is like one of those things where, like, you see the poster of like people like greeting somebody to come up to heaven and. People are very quick to more point out the people that aren't there that that are on the poster, but this one just oof. This one stings a little bit, boys. I don't know why, because I was never a huge razor guy, but like this stings. Yeah, no, definitely say it's part of your. It's part of you know part of us. It's it's yeah. it's funny. I uh, Jamie Miller, a uh, good friend of the show. Uh, a while back was cleaning out his uh, wrestling t-shirts uh, and he gave me a razor Ramon when I was, when we were in studio B and uh, I tried to put it on before. Did you rip it? No, but it was, well, you could, you could see my heart beating in it. It was, hey, yo. It's, a large, it's a large and I am not a large. I am an extra large. So uh, uh, yeah. This is a great point. This is a great point out of Kate. I can't. I don't know why. This is so weird for me. Could someone put? I, I never mind. She said it's. Kate said it's weird because he just went in for a hip, uh, hip surgery. Yeah, and it wasn't, and it wasn't like what we all thought that the eventual demise of Scott Hall would be. The, he turned, as Conrad Thompson would say, he turned the nose up, and he lived a great second half of his life. So this is just like. In, yeah, it's nuts, and it just things a little bit. No, maybe it's maybe it's the beer. I don't know. No, definitely. Come on, he's part. He's part of. Look, it's the same thing when the warrior died. Uh, it, it's the same thing when Brody Lee died. Like we're just yeah, Brody. We're watching these guys, like anyone, Eddie Test. Uh, yeah. You know the fuck. Even like, look, I know Benoit did a horrific thing, but that's a fucking like. Yeah, it's gutting. It guts you, and as a fan, like 
I'm looking at the fu- my Macho Man autograph, him and fucking gorgeous George. Like it's looks at me every day when I sit down at this desk. It's awful, but you know we were fucking we were holding on. We were hoping when the show started, he was off life support and he was still uh, alive. And it's just it sucks, but you know hopefully uh, people people pay tribute and he has a light. He has such a legacy as as Tony and Kevin mentioned earlier, like. Him showing up, starting the NWO, like he was the outsider, like the WrestleMania 10 match, the shit with with the one, two, three kid on Raw. Yeah. You know, his legacy will he will always be remembered for that. You you would be hard pressed to find someone who made an impression in pro wrestling for so many different things. Like Hogan, like Hogan was Hogan, right? He had Hogan and NWO Hogan. Ric Flair was the dirtiest player in the game for his entire career. Razor Ramon impacted the business in so many different... If it wasn't for Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, there would be no Crow Sting. There would be no Crow Sting. There would be no, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess this is vice versa, but Larry Zabisco told him to come down to the crowd when he debuted in, in WCW. There would be no one, There would be no X-Pac. There would be no X-Pac if it wasn't for Razor Ramon. Like, that's just... That's science. Maybe they would have found somebody else to do what they had planned, but it happened with Razor, and there would be no X Pac without Razor. There would be no, there'd be no like, there'd be no DX, there'd be no NWO, there'd be no nothing without him. It's he he made so many different impressions in so many different ways, and so many different angles that completely are mutually exclusive from the other one. It's just like the Intercontinental Title stuff. Like oh my god, like he was Intercontinental champ, like Tony, like he was. He was the Intercontinental Championship. Like when you think of like top ten, like I'm not saying greatest, but when you think of Intercontinental Champions that defined an era, like you got Brett, you got maybe T- uh, Valentine. Who's like the longest Intercontinental Champion of all time? Like maybe, maybe I don't know. Pat I, I, again, I'm not gonna try to guess right now, but he defined that belt for such a long time. Dude, Walter Payton in his corner against Diesel, like winning that belt then the ladder match, like just so incredible and then what he did then and even like the go to tna man like he's he was one of the first guys on tna he was like the big draw there like so many things that he did coming back and turning his life around just like ah just crazy i think think that's i think that's part i think the redemption um you know i think his legacy will be in the wrestling ring but his the redemption story of him you know we've we've seen the worst of scott hall and we've seen the best of him and it's it was nice to see that he could rebound uh from his his demons um we're gonna try and change the direction of this yeah for some you guys un- just want to you guys just want to do the rewind next week no no we're gonna press we're gonna press we're, we're gonna press, press. i didn't watch this shitty show for nothing tony right yeah. and we got we got can you beat that next week oh we also have uh, I don't know if I announced this because I just it just came uh, came about this week. Uh, next week's guest, Con, Con, I don't know. Con, Con, uh, Soldiers of Savagery, nice. EP uh, Promotions. Um, sorry, the fucking stupid Wi-Fi thing keeps showing up and it's pissing me the fuck off. Yeah. Well, your connection shit, dude. What do you want? Yeah, come on, man. man. <laughs> Yeah, you're Con- a fucking wire, dude. It's every former Ring of Honor six man tag team champion, 
Uh, he's been on AEW Dark, Dark Elevation. He'll be our guest next week. Uh, so be sure to tune in that. I think I think we have him at 8.15. What did I write down? 8 o'clock? Ah, right in the meat. 8 o'clock. And also, Can You Beat That is next week. So be sure to tune in. Lots of great things. But we decided to do a Wizards Rewind for WCW Uncensored 99. Kids, there is no um, weird algorithm. There is no we should do this. We just say what pay-per-views <laughs> happened in March. And then we just... Pick this. Somehow we managed to pick. We I don't know this. Matt, I remember how it went. You said it, and I was like, "Yes." Like that. Like you were like uncensored ninety nine. I was like, "Yep." Flair, you were like Flair Hogan in a cage. I'm like, "Yep." Biggest mistake we ever made. It's uh, look. It's up there, man. If uh, if you're listening to this, please do your don't. Don't go watch this show. Just oh no, watch it. Fucking suffer the way that we did for two hours and forty-seven minutes. Wow, good memory, Tony. Yeah, because I'm sure Tony had to, was had the fucking clock on the whole time counting down. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> wait counting the minutes. You know when I, you stare at the clock and the and the ticking hand starts going backward. That's what it felt like, folks. I was curious to see how long the show was, though. So I do, I do remember going back a couple times and looking to see, like, like how much more of this do I have? Two forty-seven. Got it. This is a man. I don't know why I, I, I don't know what I expected. Tony, we did a lot. What did we watch along? Uh, what the fucking Mike Awesome Lance Storm match? Oh God! What? what? Oh, uh, Canadian, not Canadian Stampede. The one that was in. No, that wasn't that. No, oh, oh, fuck. Was oh, no. no, that was um, fuck. That was the NWO sold out, wasn't it? No, we did um, because we did the one where Eric Bischoff crowned a Miss NWO and he was kissing that fat old lady. New Blood Rising, New Blood Rising, two thousand. That was it. That's right. I don't know why I thought nineteen ninety nine would be any better or different. <laughs> I thought the beginning, the beginning of the end had to start somewhere. Dude, when when I when when I heard 1999, I thought we were already there. Like I thought we were already in that era. Like I completely dis like dissociated like where we were in time with WCW. Like I was expecting like the other logo. Like I was expecting like the newer, like uh, I guess Eric Bischoff calls it like cat butt logo. Like uh, I thought it was the it, exploding vagina logo. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'll let you run with that one, but uh. <laughs> But uh, it was still WCW. It was like right after it's March, so '98. We have, you know, we're, we're off the finger poker doom type stuff. Like where Hogan is, you know, leader of the Wolfpack. Matt, I know Matt loved when Hogan came out to the Wolfpack music. I mean, we'll get to it, but no. This is and and Tony before you before. You joined the jumped in. Uh, me and Kevin were had we were here early and we were talking about this. Um, fucking bad man. It was not like usually <laughs> it was like I'm a bad man. You could, you could take something away from a show. Like it wasn't all bad, but man, this just <sighs> bro. Fucking yeah. Stevie Ray and Virgil had a fucking match on this show. And then they followed it up with fucking Jerry Flynn and Ernest Miller and Sonny Ono in a two-on-one handicap match. I'm the greatest. 
I know I dunked on uh, the Virgil Stevie Ray match, but if you like watch like some of their night shows at this point, like they're like pr- they're pretty funny. Like it's this was, I think it was a comedy match, but it was for control of the NWO Job Squad, black and white. It was so um, dumb. It was so <laughs> dumb, dude. Invert like why can I don't understand when Virgil went to to WCW as Vincent. He wasn't a wrestler, like per se. He could have. When he wrestles, why couldn't he just wear wrestling gear? Why was he wearing jeans with knee pads over his jeans? And like every match was the lumberjack strap match that we'll see later on. Like why couldn't he wear wrestling? Like why couldn't he wear a tire? Was he that out of shape at that it's point? Curly, Curly Bill, Soul Curly Man Bill. Jones. I don't know what he was, but this is so. This takes place like March fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. In Kentucky, they will not stop mentioning the fucking snow outside. Like, I give a shit. Snow in Kentucky in March. That's a big deal, actually. I snow don't care. Kentucky. Well, what do you oh, want to talk about? These shitty matches? This is we're not terrible. outside. I got to listen I to been. Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay talk about the fucking weather while Bobby Heenan gets drunk. Nothing wrong with that. Jealous. I don't blame him. I will say this though, for a WCW show in March of 1999, it was fucking packed. It wasn't. It was. A, it had to have been a sellout, and, dude. And the crowd was hot for a lot of shit on this show, man. Yeah, you can't say the why. crowd wasn't into it. For the most part, the crowd was loving this, especially our opening contest. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, Kevin's point: fifteen thousand nine hundred and thirty. So almost sixteen thousand people there. That's that's a big crowd for 1999 WCW. And then when you when we know where we're gonna be in WCW territory, literally like four months later, like nope. literally, like, literally, this was one of the pay per views that I remember, like changing, and we'll talk about it. But it changed the landscape of WCW, probably for the worst, but it just completely changed. Uh, and all these Kentucky Kentuckians braving the weather to come out to see this show, Kev. That's how important WCW was to these folks. That was a big deal. Weather, you fucking hand jobs. <laughs> God, the weather. The weather so as, as Tony so was saying, um, they open the show with your WCW Cruiserweight Champion Billy Kidman uh, defending his title against the debuting Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, with no freaking theme music, <laughs> just walks out. We've never seen this guy before. If you don't watch ECW, you have no idea who he is. Let's bring him out in his ECW gear with a freaking dragon, and <laughs> and. No music with the freaking bandana on, and God, could you like the match? All right, me and Matt also we talked about this before. Normally, you could take away one redeeming thing from a show. Usually, there was nothing on this. But if I had to pick one, it would be this. This was a good match. It went a little long for my liking, but Mikey Whipper hung in there with Billy Kidman, and dude. They booed everything Mikey did, and they fucking love Billy. Dude, Billy Kidman was doing crowd work. The people were eating that shit up. It was good stuff. Crowd work is tough. Good stuff. And by the way, this this begins the trend of guys who really tanned for this show. Billy Kidman was as dark as I've <laughs> ever seen him in this fucking thing. I've seen this guy wrestle in Jersey and like Roseland, and he was fucking pale as shit, dude. He looked like he was in the sun for six years for this fucking tan. That's how dark he was. Nah, he's Sicilian. This is the uh, this is the second longest match on the show. It felt it though. It was a little long. It felt like it was long, dude. Uh, Kidman retains. He hits a shooting star press. Actually, Kevin's nailed point, it. 
to Kevin's point, if you had to pick, um, if you had to pick a match to watch, it would be this. Kate, can you rewind a wrestling classic at some I think point? We did. It is a bonus episode for the Patreon subscribers. It's in the archives. If you are a Patreon supporter, the wrestling classic is there for you to listen to. It was Tony's first pick of a pay-per-view for us to cover. Yes, and me and Matt were thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way Kate's thinking, though. She's becoming a student of the game. I really like that. She she wants not as thrilled as I was to watch this next fucking match. (laughs) A heart. I know. Look, I get it, right? It's uncensored. Like, I get that there's a theme to the show. Everything has to be like zany. Yeah, none. Nothing's nothing sanctioned. Wait, by the can, I, can I stop you real quick? Can I stop you? If this show is uncensored, how are they allowing titles to be defended on it? Isn't that? Is it like if it's uncensored, that means it was supposed to be like unsanctioned by WCW, so you can get away with a little more than than usual? You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of threw me off too. Like we got title matches up and down the card. I right, thought uncensored so, was supposed to be unsanctioned. No, I think those are two different things. Yeah, I think the con no, the concept got they, they actually said the word unsanctioned on the show. They said none of uh, these matches are sanctioned by WCW. I think the concept got away from them after like the first couple uncensors. We're talking like 1999 at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, but you still have to. I guess you still have to maintain because if you just throw everything out, then there's no possible way to maybe storytell in a different way. And you're having title like, matches. If you go, just go back a year. There's the only like gimmick match in '98 was Hogan Savage in a steel cage. In '98, yeah, that that's was it. That's uncensored '98. That's it. The only like gimmick match was Hogan Savage yeah. steel cage. So they definitely got away from the concept. Yeah. And yeah. in WCW style, that ended in a no contest. Of Just course. In case you're keeping track at home. Of course. Write it down, folks. You'll be quizzed about it next week. Uh, so this can't just, it's Vincent and Stevie Ray. Can't just be a, a street fight. It has to be a Harlem street fight. Oh, well, because he's from Harlem, bro. It's Who uh, is? Stevie Ray. I thought he was Harlem from Texas. Heat. Harlem Heat, dude. Harlem Heat. 125th Street. Just like us, we bring the heat. Well, this was for leadership of the NWO Black and White. Oh, Kev, we bring the beef. We don't. Oh, we, we bring the the meat tacos and the and the beef and the, beef. And the ducks and the and the quacks and the moose Can and everything. Quack? Can you quack like a duck? You want to bring that back? <laughs> you duck hole. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, you fucking duck hole. Uh, Stevie Ray beats Vincent in. About six minutes. Yeah, but Matt, no, the important thing is enhancement talent. Horace Hogan came out and said it didn't matter because he was in control anyway. So is Horace Hogan in control? Did Stevie Ray really win control? Why was Hogan pitting these guys against each other if they were all NWO brothers? Like, I don't get it. It's WCW 99. That's why. Tony. Yes, Kevin. WCW was weird. Hogan... As soon as the NWO elite formed, which was Hogan, Hall, Nash, Luger, Bagwell, Steiner, the other NWO should have just gone away. But they've decided to keep them there for some reason. I have no idea why. That would be a great question if I could ever, if we ever have Eric Bischoff back on the podcast to ask him, why did he keep the NWO black and white around? 
Scott Norton was there too. They uh, should have just shit canned the whole thing. They should have just got rid no, of it a year. How earlier. dare you? How dare you? Whatever. You know what else I didn't like? You'd get vignettes for matches, and then the match would be like a couple more down the show. Yeah. Dude, they, they opened the show with like the Kevin Nash Ray Mysterio thing. Yep. And it wasn't even like it was I was like, all right, cool. I guess it started the show. They they did that a lot during this show, man. Yeah. They did it, they did it with uh with Booker and, and Steiner, they did it with Jericho and 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 um and Perry Saturn. It was it was just all over the fucking place. The production the production's great. The the placing of the production was shitty. Do you remember shitty. that being a thing back then? Like, was that common? Like, because I know now, like on a pay per view, we expect it's the the hype video for the match. But was yeah. that something that was common back then? I don't remember, but considering it's 1999 WCW, I would guess yes. But I'm not. I don't really remember. Yeah, I feel like it may have been. Like even in WWF, I feel like it may have been. Like you would have like a, a Hogan interview. Well, he's the main event though, so I guess that's different. But like, well, Kev, a, he he had a, his he had his face in all the uh, propaganda for the uh, Stevie Ray Vincent match too. So Hogan's everywhere. Yeah, an interview to promote like to build to the main event. I get because it's the main event. Yeah, I don't know why we're pushing the Jericho dog collar match if it's not next. They should have called it the Jericho dog shit match, but we'll get there. <laughs> Well, Kevin Nash and Rey Mysterio Jr. is up next. <laughs> Who's that jumping now? Why? why? Dude, why did we need this? Yo, did you catch Bobby Heenan calling him G.I. Ray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Ray without the mask, too. Yeah. And he's, he, he's not far removed from taking that off because he it was forced off of him when Luger was in the wolf pack, I think. So it's like relatively recent. Oh yeah, let's not forget. We have to mention that Kevin Nash comes down to ringside with Luger and Elizabeth. That's right. Yeah, because he needs two extra people to fucking beat Rey Mysterio. How dog shit was this, dude? <laughs> this was fucking really bad. This whole program was terrible. But no, they but wanted... this is the fucking seven foot Kevin Nash needs fucking help to beat Rey Mysterio. Fuck out of here. Do you remember like the biggest like phrase in wrestling for a while was the giant killer? Like, yes. like everyone had to be the giant killer. Like Kevin Nash was big, sexy, the giant killer because he was working the giant. But ever since then, like Spike Dudley was a giant killer. Rey Mysterio was a giant killer. Like everyone had to be a freaking giant killer. Made no stupid, made no sense. Stupidity. Kill the yeah. giants. Oh, this fucking match gave me fucking agita. This I'm a giant killer. Terrible. Well, it was just a, just a touch over six minutes. Uh, Luger trips up Rey Mysterio after a low blow to Kevin Nash, which almost gets him to win. Um, but, of course, a little outside interference helps. And uh, Kevin Nash, not like he needed it. Uh, he beats uh, Mysterio Jr. With a I, will, um, I, will, I will say this, ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. Tony, I'm sorry. I will say this, though. Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan were pretty funny uh, with the finish of this match about how, like, like Bobby Heenan inadvertently sometimes, like, supports the NWO. And he doesn't realize that he's doing it. He just, but he plays it off so well. Like I didn't see him trip him. That's my opinion. I have a right to my opinion. I just gotta see it again. That's all. But like he inadvertently supports the NWO sometimes. Uh, Kev, trivia question for you. Oh baby, Matt huh? already gave Matt already gave a little information. How long did this match run? What do you mean? What was the time on this match? Oh, I have no idea. It was six nineteen. Six one nine. 
That's some fucking Illuminati shit right there, people. Yo, that's a closer. That's a closing joke right there. That's Fuck huge. yeah, dude. That was my going home. <laughs> God damn. Yo, I love how I brought up going home. I don't have a going home. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to be gone before we go home anyway. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> I fucking hate guests. Can we put the little thing down below? That's right. Uh, yeah, you want to change the banner for yeah. you? <laughs> Tony hates guest people. Deja vu all over again. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, uh, you want to talk about hate? I don't. Who, I don't like hate. It's who, who, hate, who hated the wrestling fans so much that they thought we needed Jerry Flynn taking on Ernest the Cat Miller and Sonny Ono uh, in a match that I guess was because they cut off Jerry Flynn's ponytail? And why is Jerry Flynn on a fucking WCW pay-per-view? <laughs> they were actually pushing Jerry Flynn at this point. They were, they were hoping Jerry Flynn was going to be like a big thing coming Push out of this. Where, out the door? Well, I, I listen, I give, I give Jerry Flynn credit. Um, the problem was he was kind of in that Steve Blackman mode where he needed to slow down, but his shit was really smooth and like his, his martial arts moves actually, they actually looked really good. The rest of this was pretty dog shit. Like I get what they were trying to do with Sonny Ono. Did you notice when Sonny Ono got in because fucking Ernest Miller, like headbutt him in the stomach. And when he rolled in, Jerry Flynn kicked him. And during the pin, I think it was Mickey J like, Ernest Miller breaks it up and he still fucking counts the pin anyway and he calls for the bell. Even he wanted to get the fuck out of this. Dude, if we had if you had a nickel for every time a WCW referee made a, a bad count, then we'd be pinning someone that wasn't even in the match and they counted it and won. But Tony, oh, no, I, I, this was just the beginning. That happens a lot more during the show. I, I gotta I gotta say something, Tony. I've never heard you defend somebody so passionately as you have Jerry Flynn. Listen, I I didn't think like there was one point where he actually did a sweep kick and he took down Ernest Miller. I'm like, that looked really fucking good because a lot of times guys go for sweeps and nobody's expecting it. But everything just seemed to flow when he was in the ring. Like, I don't know what it was. It just stood out like he actually like looked decent. Dare I say good in his maneuvers. Somebody called his mama. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) Somebody called the mama. Yeah, but even even the ending was dog shit. Like the Sonny Ono stuff was kind of dumb. Like I, Matt, I don't know, Matt. You look like you have a lot to get off your chest about. This no, match. this was terrible. <laughs> Mickey J looked like he counted the three. Uh, he did. It's, uh, the, Miller looked like his shoulder was up. Everyone just wanted to fucking go home, like Tony said. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what what. And and if this was not bad enough, <laughs> if this isn't bad enough, this next hunk of 15 minutes is dog shit they gave you next with Hack and Bam Bam Bigger <laughs> and Raven. What the fuck? Yo, this is fucking terrible. This is a store ECW. Matt, I might I might say, like, as much as we love ECW, ECW may have ruined wrestling because of shit like this. You know what? I I you know, Kevin's Kevin's on to something here. I think he makes if, an excellent If it form. wasn't for ECW, there would be no hardcore division in either company. And, no, it, and you're not wrong. WCW uncensored, it didn't look gritty. It didn't have that ECW feel. It's just three slobs hitting each other with weapons. Look, you want to go back and see a great hardcore match? Go back and watch Spring Stampede when uh when it was it was it was uh, Cactus Jack and uh what's his name? Max Payne against the Nasty Boys. 
They fucking told a great story in that match. They beat the shit out of each other. This was just idiots yeah. like, okay, you hit me with a lid. Now you hit me with the ironing board. Now you hit me with the trash can. It was like, the ending was, the. it wasn't even the ending. Like, the shit with, like, Bam Bam with, with what's her name with the fucking fire extinguisher. Was she Chastity, was she Chastity. Chastity in WCW? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then she got was, fired like a week later. But that was pretty creative when she pops out of the box and sprays him and he falls. That that was creative. I'll give you. Yeah, but we saw her the entire match. I know everything else was kind of dog shit. Ugh. Dude, Ugh. And I, I do want to rephrase something. Hardcore wrestling, because it's a division, stinks. ECW's hardcore wrestling was different. And it it I mean, maybe not so much, but for to, to have to be hardcore just because you're in a hardcore match. Well, that, that's the thing. No sense. It, that's the thing. It just it just led to doing hardcore matches just to have a hardcore match on the show. Yeah, that's like, what it was. Like, why do I like? Why do I really need to hit you with an ironing board right now? I don't. I can. Like, yeah, it's I, like it's like one one match that has thumbtacks in it to tell a story. Now all of a sudden, everybody that does a hardcore match has to have thumbtacks. And no, then you, you can kind of look, Matt. Let me know how you feel about this. You can kind oh, of look boy. at the. You can actually kind of go to the other end of the spectrum and be like, why do you have to have a pure rules match like Ring of Honor does? You have to like it's like one extreme to the other. Like you have like you just have to do this just because that's the championship that you're fighting for. I think I think when it comes to pure rules, look, the whole reason there's rules in wrestling to begin with is is to have a storytelling device, a plot device, something that the heels can work off of. Pure rules give the heels that much more to work with in a hardcore match where there are no rules there's no difference between the heels and the faces beating the shit out of each other with weapons there's really not that's a great point kate i am the iron man uh but like it's true but you know what i'm saying though like it's you're doing like you're maybe i'm not uh, dictating no, I, this get, point. I get you well, i get you I guess, but I think I think there's a difference between between having rules that are more restrictive and just having free for alls where there's pretty much no rules. That and that shows perfectly in the main event because this fucking main event, holy shit! Yeah. Well, to, to Kevin's point, I think the uh, so I think it all comes together here, Kev, because at this time, Ring of Honor was kind of when ECW went away. There was CZW, and then there was Ring of Honor, and to kind of make difference themselves not just another with all due respect garbage indie wrestling company like pure wrestling we're gonna get back to it like this okay this triple threat match to your point kevin is the worst of like look rest his soul new jack every new jack match was dog shit okay in the last like 98 to 2000 with the look the music was great but it was essentially this what we saw here in in this match this hack bam bam bigelow raven it's just weapons it's debauchery it's and look you can't blame vince or eric bischoff for for going like this is what people want and it you know it gave al snow and steve blackman and fucking uh jerry, jerry big, flynn yeah the big wiggle uh you know norman smiley and jerry sags like it gave them something to do when wrestling was kind of like at this time it was like a variety show right like we were getting a little yeah. bit of everything yep yeah, i think the difference though is when you when you see new jack and mustafa you know what you're getting like when you I, hear that music, i'm not talking about mustafa i'm talking about just okay, new but, jack. 
But when New Jack was involved in a match, you knew that was was what you were going to get. When you see Raven, Hack, and Bam Bam Bigelow, this is like you're not expecting a hardcore match. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I think you were, though, because I think these guys are just here for like you're not signing. Dude, Bam Bam, Jersey Triad, Tag Team Champions. Come on. Yes, but there's no reason to sign Sandman. I'm sorry. I want to comment on Bam. Uh, Matt, I agree 100%. 100% with that comment. But also, Bam Bam was like. Bam Bam was Bam Bam debuted in a feud with Goldberg, who was the yeah. biggest star in wrestling other yeah. than Stone Cold at that point. So this was to me just like reminded me the drop off of Bam Bam because Bam Bam had was God he's been around forever, but he was such a main event guy, and ECW like completely reincarnated his career, and then he shows up and starts an immediate feud with Goldberg, and then all of a sudden now out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. He's in the hardcore division. I get it. He has ECW ties, but that's not Bam. Does anyone really remember Bam Bam more for ECW than WWF? No one. So it just it bothered me that Bam Bam was in such a great spot, and then just all of a sudden. Yeah, but that's WCW for you too, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like if Bam Bam's going to feud with Goldberg and be like a main eventer, that's. Nash's spot or Hogan's spot or Flair's yeah. spot. Like, that's you fair. know, look, th- we've read enough books, you've heard enough interviews. Like, these guys were, they, w- they weren't looking out for WCW. They wanted their, they wanted their fucking check in that bank account. And, you know, yeah, well, just Nash for- wanted to wrestle Mysterio third from the third from the open so he could get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you're right. And I, I, I guess I didn't put myself back in the time for this particular part of the conversation but it's just like it just reminded me i'm like why is bam bam doing this where like 98 he was involved in the main event like literally december 98 the kevin nash beating goldberg he was involved in that match yeah, like it's... and now he's here yeah, and this is what look this is what these guys all these ecw guys this is what they're signing like when raven went to the wwf like he was in the hardcore division with rhino and yeah and Stevie Richard, like Tommy Dreamer, just yeah. incredible. He was in the hardcore division with Big Show and Kane. That was a great match, by the way. It was fun. I wouldn't say great. It was, it was uh, enjoyable. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Matt's going to sneeze. Oh. oh, he held it. I like it. Nothing like a good Matt sneeze. No, I just turned my oh, mic off. It. Turn my mic off. Turn uh, my so mic on. What other dog shit do we have to talk yeah. about? So Hack wins. <laughs> Hack wins this because Chastity turns her back on her brother because that's what she was. She was Raven's brother. So all right. So Matt was was Chastity with Raven? Was was she Chastity? Was she Raven's manager or Hack's manager in this? No, match? she was Raven's manager going into this. Yeah, and this she was with her brother Raven. Her brother. That's the storyline the story they were telling. That is yes. Um, but Hack won with a. Uh, Low low blow to the the nuts with his head. Of course, head to the dingles. Because why not? I told Kevin before we started, Tony, before he joined us. Never in my life did I think I would not want to watch a Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Barry Windham, Kurt Henning match. Then Tony Schiavone was so excited to introduce the Lumberjacks to this. Uh, just going to run down this list of guys: uh, Kenny Chaos, Prince Iakea, Kendall oh, yeah. Windham. Bobby Duncombe Jr., Meng, Hugh Morris, Norman Smiley, and Chris Adams. Sounds Gentlemen. Like a, sounds like a 1993 Battle Royal. 
Yeah, not just a traditional lumberjack match, too. Uh, this is they put their own little flair on this. Uh, they also have belts. Just take off your belt and you will beat yeah. people with the belts. Uh, BYOB, <laughs> bring your own belt. Before the match even starts, uh, Arn Anderson comes out and he gives like $10 to Chris Adams and he tells him to hit the bricks. He's taking his place. So now Arn is there because. Uh, Benoit and Malenko are still in the Horsemen. The Horsemen are still a thing, I guess, in 1999. Here, yep. yep. Right out my brain. I never. Can we? Can we stop? <laughs> can we just talk about how awesome Arn Anderson looked in his dungaree vest? Arn Anderson, looked like a, dude, he looked like a million bucks for this show. He really did. He he was probably younger than all of us in this. Probably. Episode. I think he they call that like... a Canadian tuxedo. Oh yeah, denim denim vest and uh, or denim jacket and denim pants. Definitely. See, so he's sixty. Arn Anderson is sixty three right now. So twenty three years ago, he would be forty. 40. Yeah, he was younger than me. Right. I got him beat. He and Arn, the same. He never ages though. He looks exactly the fucking same. Yeah, that's like that's like the long running gag. Always, is like he's always looked forty. Can I fucking always look forty? No. You look forty right now. Well, I yeah. am. That's why. No, there you go. <laughs> This was fucking, this whole thing, this was a, f- never in my life did I think this would be such a clusterfuck. You know what, though? Barry Windham actually looked pretty good in this match, all things considered. It's Ooh. Barry Windham. I Man, understand. Even at his worst, he would be okay. But this is after Widowmaker Barry Windham, isn't it? Like No, this, this is, is after like... Stalker Barry Windham. Okay, well, there you go. So And way after. This is yeah, like... Widow, Widowmaker was like 90, 91. 89. Okay, but you get my point. Like this is like way past that the the failed WWF runs, right? You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you because I told Matt again before the show. Like this is like this is this Barry Windham depressed me. Like, like not that he wasn't a good worker, but it just like they didn't like he came in uh, to like back up Flair, but then he turned on him right away and joined. He but he never joined the NWO. He was just with Bischoff. And then he started teaming with Henning a lot. And then Henning got kicked out of the NWO. And the reason why Barry Windham was brought in was to be a fringe member of the NWO. But now Hen- now Windham's out. And now Windham's just teaming with Henning. And he's wearing, like like Matt said, the Canadian tuxedo all the time. He's wearing Like in this show, he's wearing a black tank top and jeans. So and it's not Barry Windham. This wasn't West Texas Rednecks yet, right? It's, I think this is the beginning of the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah, because because thing. the West Texas Rednecks fought with the Misfits in Action, and the Misfits in Action isn't a thing yet, is it? No, none of that's a thing. Because Ray Mysterio was on the show, and he's he's not there. Oh, and well, okay, Misfits in Action. I was thinking Filthy Animals because it's not Misfits in Action; it's Filthy Animals and Oh, Filthy Animals. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but they didn't bring in Master P and the No Limit Soldiers yet, no, and, not yet. and all that. Okay. All right. So we're not there yet. Okay. I don't think. I don't think they were there yet. Because otherwise, because no, because because Henning and uh, Duncan and Kent and Kendall were lumberjacks. And Matt mentioned this again before we went on the air. There was a lot of interaction between Barry Windham and Kendall Windham and Kurt Henning and and Kendall Windham. And the announcers alluded to it a lot. So this was like setting the foundation. I can't believe I'm saying that for a WCW show. They were setting a foundation for something. That was gonna be like the occult phenomenon in the West Texas Rednecks. Yeah. Not completely. I was, enjoy- I was enjoying. I was enjoying your conversation. I'm sorry. Not not completely oh, terrible, but not you know not really good. Just not 
completely awful. They took the belts off the jeans that they wore to the ring. And now those were the leather straps. <laughs> like, you oh, know what? here's my here's my Dockers belt. That's... Can I can I can I take this moment to have an aside? I really miss the way the WCW rings sound when people take a bump on them. They that got that is... distinct the distinct sta- like sound when somebody hits the canvas like that thud. I love that sound. I miss that shit. That you know what, Tony? That that didn't occur to me at all watching this. Or uh, I watched WCW probably at least like once a week. I never never thought of that. I just love the noise it used to make. Something it just brings back like like the, the memories of watching WCW. Because it was a, it was an easier ring to bump on than WWF's. Yeah, but it just had that unique sound. You know, yeah. like the the ring was built differently. Probably more um, a little. Probably some more. I see. I, I, there's no people always say it's it, it springs and it's it's you know it's there's no there's no springs it's just the way not that the, anymore they used to have springs they, they, did they used to have springs the, the 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 ring that i used to train at in ecpw had the big spring in the middle and the pain in the ass about the spring is it used to lock up a lot so sometimes you take a bump and there would be no give which saw wait so let me ask you this when we did that that indie show down in south jersey the uh, ISPW was it ISPW. You you were wrestling on it. Matt was there with. I think Matt was there. Was that was Matt there or no? South Jersey, but wherever it was, where Sabu and Candido and oh, um, I didn't wrestle on that show. That was that was Patterson. That was Don Bosco. And no, oh, that no, I thought it, I thought it was further. No, south. that did not have a spring. That was no, it did cross, not have a spring. No, okay. that was all crossbars. That that yeah. was a little a little different design, which is actually pretty comfortable and easy to bump in. So when did they stop using springs and wrestling? Because oh, I... they probably did a long time ago. It's just that Gino's ring still had the had the oh, spring okay. in it. Because even you when know? like I built when I built the ring, get the belt. No, they don't, I don't. They don't. Even... They don't use yeah, springs anymore. When I built the ring for NXT, when I helped build the ring for NXT, there was definitely no springs. There you go. <laughs> definitely no springs in that. But we digress again, Matt. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Look, you're good because this is dog shit. Um, <laughs> there's a spot where. Uh, Malenko is supposed to hang Barry Windham because I guess oh, it's retribution, yeah. but they they fuck it up. Malenko or Windham just tumbles over. Arn gets and he pulls a, a, a fucking tire, a tire iron. iron out of his out of his shit, and he fucking clocks Henning with it. This spot where he's supposed to hang him, it's all banged up on the the top rope here. Windham flies over. Malenko goes out after him. Benoit with the flying headbutt, they retain the fucking horsies. No, they they, no, they didn't the retain. Belt. They won the belt. They won, they they won, won the, the belts. Belt. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's all right. It was dog shit. It's hard to remember. Yeah, they win. And I watched it today, so you can tell how much this stuck with me, <laughs> dude. It was so like. What's up so next? Weird. We got uh, we got Jericho Harry next, Saturn, or? Chris Jericho dog collar match. Um, uh, I. I I, I a whore. They're so excited to see what Perry Saturn looks like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Because it was um, this his first match in a dress? Because he lost a stipulation match prior to 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 Jericho. No, no, he no. lost it to Jericho, and he had to wear a dress for every match. Jericho mentioned. He mentioned something about it in one of his interviews, but I don't. Yeah, he, he there's another one. He also did an interview like three matches before. Yep. Plus, and that uh, was a, that was a live interview with Mark Madden. That wasn't even like a like it wasn't even like a pre-tape vignette. It was like an actual like interview he had with Mark Madden. Oh, it's probably for the hotline then. It was weird. It was yes, because they did a there's a uh, they go backstage for Mikey too. Yeah, and he's like, I've been sitting home on my couch for three months. <laughs> couldn't wait to be here and the other guy's like you did some amazing stuff in the ring remember when 
Mikey got mad at us because we called him late. <laughs> no, he, his fucking phone wasn't going through or some shit. That would, yeah, that, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Love um, you, Mikey. So Jericho comes out with Ralphus. Then he wants Ralphus to be in the dog collar match. And Ralphus says no. And he gives him the boot. But then he has to call him back so he can get his mouth guard. Paintbrushes him, too. I don't fucking know. This was bad. This was not. I did right. not enjoy this. They, I mean, look, they, the, and to Tony Schiavone and company really tried to put this over like this makes sense. You know, like Jericho putting Perry Saturn in the Lion Tamer. And they're like, well, this is also hurting Chris Jericho, like it made sense because they're tugging on the chain, but uh, I don't fucking know, dude. Uh, if you've ever like, would you ever in your wildest dreams when you say that Perry Saturn and Chris Jericho had a match, you would say it's not good? <laughs> like, there's no way. Like they and and WCW managed to do it. If they had just had like a, I th- I think the problem was the the chain, the dog collar. They just because they didn't try and have a dog collar match, right? You tried to have a wrestling match wearing a dog collar. We, yep. we just saw we just saw a dog collar match with CM Punk and MJF, which is freaking incredible. Which was like absolutely insane. And now to go back and look at this dog collar match, you're just like, what? Terrible, terrible, yeah, terrible. And considering the guys involved in this match, it shouldn't have been. You're right, Kev. Shouldn't have been. Uh, Saturn ends up winning. Uh, they had to do the finish twice. Yeah, once on the weapon and once not. And the one not on the weapon got the pin. Uh, Saturn wins. Uh, Whatever. Yay. Next up is Booker T and Scott Steiner for the WCW TV title. Well, Steiner's got Buff Bagwell in his corner. And I did not know the results of this. But just from Scott Steiner's entrance and the way he throws the TV title down, I knew he was losing. (laughs) Yeah. This match would not have been bad. The Buff Bagwell stuff fucking ruined it. Ruined everything. Uncensored, baby. The ending was was fucking horrid. Uncensored, Tony. Anything and there was one point where Booker T hit a move, but he wasn't near the ropes. So he kind of threw himself near the ropes at the one count. And then Bagwell like reached over the referee and touched him. And they're like, whoa, 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 what did he do? He broke it up. And it was like, no, no. There was no. there were spots where Bagwell was getting involved right in the eyesight of Mickey J. I hate Mickey J as a referee. I R- fucking hate him. R.I.P. Dude, Buff Bagwell interviews five times and Mickey J lets him stay at ringside. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? And on top of that, Scott Steiner was really making Booker T look good. These guys actually worked well together, and it showed later on when they were fighting for the U.S. title and the world title. Yeah. This could have been something special here because these guys were both on their fucking game, and Buff Bagwell shit ruined everything. You know everything. how we you know how we always talk about like titles and whether or not the title makes the wrestler or the wrestlers make the title. You have Booker T and Scott Steiner feuding for the lowest heavyweight championship that they have on the on yeah. the on the roster and it felt like it meant something like it's so like remember we always talk about the, the intercontinental championship how like it was used so terribly uh, to wcw's credit like lex luger held the wcw tv title in like 97 in like 96 so they at least tried with with, with book and booker t and scott steiner like you said tony would go on to fight for the world title Yep. A lot. They were married mm-hmm. to each other for a long time. Yeah. So this and they is, both I, made I, each other look so good. Yeah, I agree. We saw a spin of Rooney here too. That's right. Sure did. 
Woohoo. Rooney. Booker T, your new television champion. Beautiful. Hey, hey listen, uh, they tried. Yeah, yeah, look, they. you know what? I'm with you on that. They tried. The, I story's killed, the story with, with Bagwell killed it, though. It killed it. Well, Bagwell and, and Steiner were annoyingly married together for way too long. Yep. Exactly. Uh, this, though, uh, was the nail in the coffin for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Ric Flair, Hollywood yep. Hogan, right? Yep. First blood match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and control of WCW, right? Am I right here? And Ric Flair said if he didn't win, he would retire. And we didn't know the stipulation until the show started. Right. Flair was already the president of WCW, I believe. And then if he won, he would be president for life. And <laughs> for life. For life. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, and then if Hogan won, I, I think Flair would be out, right? Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. yes. Yeah. Flair would have to retire and yada, yada, and all that shit. So, uh, it's Charles Robinson, little Nate, right? And here comes Flair comes down, and he says, "Like, if it's not a, if it's not a scratch, right? It's not a scratch. Just let it go." Okay, hey, fine. Wait, what does that mean? He didn't. In other words, like if it was inadvertent, inadvertent blood, like if he started bleeding from his lip or something, not to stop the match. Like in other words, you, you got to tap a gusher in order for you to stop it. Like use your discretion. Is that a common thing in in, in these types of matches? No, oh, fuck no. <laughs> so so all right. So okay. So if if someone's shoot gets busted, I hate that. Oh god. Yeah, well that, someone... that's that's the thing, that, and that's the problem. So if yeah. you accidentally get busted open, don't stop it. Let's keep going. Yeah, but it plays into the you know dog shit. Ugh. Right, like I like on paper, I was like, "Oh, that's like smart." Like, if he gets like a little scratch, don't let it go. And like four minutes in, Fl- Flair's wearing the fucking crimson mask. Yeah, he fucking. Oh my god, him. you're right. Yeah, and Charles Robinson is calling for a bell. Hogan's going for this was a fucking Hogan's going for pinfalls. Charles Robinson's not call, not counting them. Flair's putting him. Hogan's putting him in figure fours. He's fucking break. Breaking it at the breaking him when he grabs the ropes. What the fuck is there's no door on the fucking cage? David Flair is there. What was this? Dude, and they did a heel face turn. You're so right. I didn't. I forgot that they put the caveat of it's a first blood steel cage match. Continuing the tradition of shitty main events at uncensored. Matt, like I was like, wait, what's, what's the big deal? It's, a, it's no, but it's a cage match and it's first blood, and yet Flair is busted open and they're still wrestling. You know, say say what you want, but the reason why WCW went to shit as fast as it did was because every fucking pay-per-view main event had bullshit like this. Every fucking one, dude. Every one. If they had I mean, just if, if this was just like a traditional cage match, no, don't do first. If they had done this as just a cage match, uh winner winner takes all, it yeah, would have been fine. And been it's good. a cage match. And fucking Arn Anderson passes the gimmick, and he's got the gimmick in his. It's a fucking cage match. If you're gonna use a gimmick, just fucking use it. Well, he's outside of the cage. There's no door, like Matt said. But he and the Flair had the fucking thing in his boot, the brass knucks or the fucking weapon or whatever he had. Yeah, why are you hiding it, right? Yeah, exactly. None of this they're shit. Pulling, they're sense. pulling the fucking barbed wire off the top. They're using that as a weapon. That's part None of the structure. Fucking just like a sense. turnbuckle. 
I don't know. I'm just trying and, to play devil's advocate. You're right. Man, you guys are both fucking right. Tony Shivani and Tanay. He they're they're trying to like make it make sense to the viewers. There was no fucking shot. No, none whatsoever. No Absolutely. Flair's bleeding and Hogan's bleeding, and then it was it ended with a pinfall, right? Yeah. Wow. No. Uh, no. Was, yeah, it was a pinfall. Hogan put. Flair put Hogan in the figure four. Yes. And while Hogan was down and out because he got hit with the fucking weapon. Arn Anderson the, slid the uh with the tire in. iron again. Yeah. And um and then Charles Robinson made a fast three count to count Hogan out. Hogan wasn't getting up anyway, he was fucking knocked out. And, Whatever. And, and Matt mentioned it and we talked about this was like the start of like we had the double turn basically. Flair now is evil. Hogan was hulking up. We I don't think we've seen uh Hogan do that. As part of the NWO, maybe once or twice. I'm sure someone will correct me. But, but he was poking up. But Flair was getting cheered. Flair got cheered when he won. Like nobody gave a shit. You no, no. You're, I think you're. I, th- I think. I think Hogan was getting the cheers. He was when he started hulking up. But when Flair won, dude, watch the crowd again. They fucking popped for it. I thought. All right, maybe. I mean, I watched. Not it to today. mention, Arn, Ander- Arn Anderson came out and, like, for no reason, just fucking beat up David Flair and fucking tossed uh, Tory. Oh no, there was a reason. Shoulder. Why was he trying to cheat? Did I miss something? No. Well, that. The, um, oh, David, David Flair, Flair was with Hogan. David Flair yes, was with was Hogan because with... he had the NWO on. Yes, and he he didn't do anything physically in the match, but Arn Anderson. I think the story leading up to this was that Arn Anderson was the one that would be like the cooler head and not hurt David Flair. And then he finally just lost it for whatever David Flair did. He didn't really do anything. I think maybe Probably he distracted. He just dis- he distracted uh, Rick Flair maybe, and Tori Wilson did something. I think Rick Flair did like his hump, his little like air hump. Yep. And and then um, and then Arn Anderson came out and literally, yo, can we talk about that? How he slammed David Flair so into that cage so hard. Uh, so but the, the whole story was Arn Anderson was trying to be the cooler head between Rick and David because Arn still. You know, love David Flair as like you know, a God. pseudo son, but he just God didn't bless, care tonight. God bless Arn for trying to tell a story while this dog shit's going on. Yeah, it was fucking terrible, but at least he tried. God, I do, I do miss WCW. Good, bad, or indifferent. I fucking nah. This nope. one, this one didn't. This nope. one that had no nostalgia. Dude, just talking me. about it's making me so happy. I get, I give this thing a D minus. If it wasn't for Mikey Whipwreck, this would get an F. Matt, what do you think? Oh, it was atrocious. It was so bad. And then, so I was watching it on the Peacock. That's right. Um, and uh, I don't have, like, cable, so everything I stream, mm. I couldn't get my app that controls my Google Home to open. So it started playing Uncensored 2000. I must threw my TV out the front window. <laughs> now, yo, I was expecting Uncensored 2000 when you said 1999. I mean, maybe down the road. I mean, it's I'll do sh- it. It's I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Not some, anytime soon, please. It's some weird way Hogan and Flair once again in the main event in a Yapai Indian strap match. Oh, the Yapapai match. The Yapapai. The Yapapai yeah, strap match. This is also another WCW shit. We got a hardcore handicap elimination match. We got a false count anywhere match. Wait, what year was this? 2000? 2000. Oh, yeah. Is Vampiro on this show? Yes, him and Fit Finley in a false count anywhere match. There you go. Did he shit his pants into the microphone like he did in fucking AAA? <laughs> Another lumberjack match, Sting and, and Lex Luger. Oh boy. Against each other in 2000? Yeah, Dustin Rhodes against Terry Funk in a bull rope match. 
Well, there you go. Wait, what? So what do you guys give the show? <laughs> my money I, give it to, I give it to you, Tony. I, I said D minus. If it wasn't yeah, for Mike Whipwreck and Billy fucking, Kidman. It's a it's an F. It's a yeah. fucking failure. It's a it's a D for dud. All right, cool. At least we're all on the same page. I like But it. I still love talking about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. It was fun to make fun of it, but it was not fun to watch it. I kind of enjoyed going back and watching it. Yeah. Matt, did you you said that you were kind of out around this point? But like, do you do you remember do you remember the show at all? Is just the first time you think you've ever? No, I was out of WCW at this point. I'm yeah. this. I may have ordered this as a pay per view and just not. It was just an excuse to have the guys over and watch wrestling. You no sold it. I don't know. I don't remember. I anything WWF. I was all in. You put if I pull up what was the March pay per view of two March Marches are usually I want to say they're Unforgivens. It was WrestleMania 15. Oh God! Oh yeah, March. Yeah, when 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 WrestleManias were still in March. Yeah, like I remember this. It was Austin and and uh, The Rock. The Rock, man. Like I remember WrestleMania 15. WCW, not a fucking shot. <laughs> Dude, yeah, WWE. if you would have told me if you would have told me Hogan and Flair were main eventing this show, I'd have been like, no way, no fucking way. In a steel cage with barbed wire on it. A salad steel cage. Of course not. WWF was on such another level at this point. It really was. Let's go to another level. What are you leaving us? I guess so, yeah. What Why? do you mean? Why? Because I hate guests. That's oh, true. Well. Mr. Henry, how are you? He hates guests. He hates so, Tony hates that's, guests. That's the gimmick. Where's the where's the banner? There it is. <laughs> awesome. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Great. Tony's gonna leave because he hates you. And I don't know why. I'm so sorry you hit me. No, yeah. I love you, bro. Just that I love my kid more. So there you go. Your kid is like 20 years old. Get, get over. Like, get over. I get out shit. Your, your I kid is 38 years old. That's right. So if he is. I got some super sperm. <laughs> That's how we start an interview hot. Of course. You I also buy, uh, you, you could buy Tony's super sperm at uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash shining wizards. Yeah. All right, get out of here, Tony. If you got to go, you got to go. I'm out of here. Mr. Henry, very nice meeting you, sir. You as well. You as well. Yeah, now they're going to talk shit about me in three. Right. Two, no, get out. I was gonna, get out. I was say, you don't have to lie about it, Mr. Henry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very not. nice. Uh, very nice scenic view you have there, sir. Yeah, I'm in a car. All right. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. Of course, no uh, worries. Fresh off of uh, Dynamite, uh, the workhorsemen still doing their thing. Uh, what's the whole experience been like for you uh, getting to, to the opportunity to be a part of all elite wrestling? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've done a couple of things, um, obviously, like in, with uh, Dark and uh, like I wrestled Kingston like shortly after my WWE release and then uh, more recently wrestled Lee Moriarty. Uh, and like both those matches got a good amount of like praise, which was always a great thing. Um, you know, coming into a product like AEW. Um, and, uh, but this was different because like for the longest time we have been kind of like, you know, pushing towards nudging towards like trying to do this on a bigger scale, Drake and I, um, you know, because we've been teaming for years now and like, we just both feel like it's a bigger deal for both of us when we're together um 
and we just have more to offer together. And so finally being able to do this uh, on a big platform like AEW against two of the best wrestlers ever, you know, uh, it's been wild. It's been great. I have no complaints. So what what's that process like? Because AEW gives a lot of opportunities to a lot of a lot of wrestlers, uh, whether right. it's whether it's dark or dynamite. So what's that process like for you in terms of how you deal with AEW, I guess, hierarchy? Yeah, so uh when I first appeared, it was like like I said, it was right after my release, and they actually contacted me um to see when my uh non-compete clause was up and it just so happened that it actually corresponded exactly with the time that they were doing the first uh orlando tapings and i was still in orlando at the time so uh it was really that simple um the first time in uh i've been there uh on several occasions um where i didn't compete actually um just things didn't work out uh because of timing and things like that uh, for the shows that they do, because they have a lot of stuff going on, obviously. And so there's been a couple of times that I was supposed to do some things and didn't get to. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's just been uh, coming to the tapings when I can, when it worked out for me. Uh, and then the, as far as the Drake thing goes, the work horseman thing goes, man, that was like on 10 hour notice. Um, I, <laughs> It was, uh, you know, we again, we've been pushing this to whoever would listen. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things. I got a call from uh, Drake at like 1130, 1145 at night. I'm like, what in the world? Because nobody calls me first off. And so I look at my phone at Tim. Yeah, I don't talk. on. I'm not a big I don't I don't talk on the phone. I hate it, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, so he's calling me and I'm like, oh well, I better answer this because I don't know what he's got to be calling me for a reason. And, and he's pretty excited on the phone. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they want us there. Uh, can you do it? I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. And then, so like literally like one o'clock in the morning, they're like booking our flights. And, uh, and I had to stay up long enough to, you know, figure out what time I had to be at the airport. And, you know, but we got there, we did it. And it was, again, it, it's just the nature of wrestling. And it's a wild world we live in. How, how important is it for you that you get to go on this wonderful journey with JD uh, because of your history being a tag team back back to as early as 2016 uh, and here we are six years later and you guys are on you know AEW Dynamite million viewers how much does it mean that you get to share this journey with your friend oh it's awesome man it's so awesome uh again that's that's why we've been pushing it because we feel like it's something special and um you know, when I initially got signed, um, I don't know how many people know this, but like Drake was there at the same tryout that I was at where I got signed. And, uh, you know, he didn't make it because of medical reasons, um, a knee issue that, you know, of course, ended up being nothing. But uh, anyway, he, he didn't get signed and I got signed and that kind of broke up the team. And it was sad to me that I wasn't going to get to experience it with my friends. So then, you know you know, some time passes by and I'm doing my thing and he gets signed there and then I get released and I come there and it's like, but he's doing the wingman. So we're like, ah, oh, crap, it's not yeah. going to happen. And then, you know, Tony Khan made it happen anyway. So it was, as far as I know, it was Tony Khan's idea. Um, that's what I was told. And um, so that's what I, I'm going with. And, and so I just think it's really cool, man. And I didn't think it was going to happen. And honestly, when, um, 
when it did happen, I thought they were just going to like, you know, pop us up on TV and that was going to be that surprise or whatever. And then they actually, they did the graphic with our name on there, the work horseman. And I was like, Oh man, this is so cool. So, so when you first heard about this, were you looking at it like this was a big opportunity or were you looking at it as just another, another booking, another date that you had to make? No, like I, I definitely look at it as an opportunity because, you know, I haven't been, I, I well, I've been very explicit about, you know, 2022 and, and kind of what my goals are, what my plan is. And, you know, my thing is like, I've been doing this for 20 years and, uh, I'm at a point now where like coming off WWE where I had guaranteed money and I had a, a good situation financially and things like that with wrestling and not that the independents can't do that for me. There's plenty of people that do it and, and I have been, but it's not secure. Um, and so in 2022, I, yeah, I, I pretty much said like my goal is by the end of the year, like have a contract, have something that is secure um, for my income, for my family. And if not, you know, I'm not saying I'm retiring, but I'm going to kind of chill out a little bit, you know, in 2023. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, AEW is obviously the place I want to be. So uh, yeah, I looked at it as an opportunity and I think we did well. And I think Tony liked it. And so hopefully at least the more. You, you go from Gabe Sapolsky to Tony Khan. I mean, could you have been like under the i mean i mean i'm sure gabe was you, you have more of a relationship with gabe because you spent more time in evolve but i mean what a bunch of minds that you've been lucky enough to to be around in the wrestling industry oh for sure yeah um you know <laughs> gabe's a polarizing uh figure uh I, I would say in uh in the world of wrestling you know you either love or hate him and he has a lot of haters and i always stand by the fact that he's always done well by by myself he's done well by drake actually He's probably the reason why I got hired initially to uh, WWE. And uh, if it wasn't for that, uh, I wouldn't be wrestling now at all because I was actually retiring as like I got signed. So, uh, yeah, he's always been a big supporter of mine. So and and uh, so I, I love Gabe and uh, he 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 does have a great mind for wrestling. You're absolutely right. Uh, and then my time during the PC, obviously, I was around so many great minds and like I've always been very positive about my experience at the PC. Um, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out management, whatever. But as far as the facility, as far as the coaches and the minds that, you know, we have at our disposal, like that was just a great experience. And, and now I just keep getting to add on to that by, you know, the stuff with AEW and Tony and, you know, all these people that are in that locker room. So it's been a crazy experience and I, uh, I relish every moment of it. Yeah, and uh, you're not going to hear uh, a bad word about Gabe come out of my mouth or Matt's. Uh, he's uh, truly – he's always been great to us, former guest of the show. Uh, I actually, used, I used to give him my old job. He was a big fan of like uh, – uh, he had a snack food subscription service, and he, mm. he was a big fan, so I was able to get him like free snacks every month. Awesome. We went to the a, uh, Evolve show, which you were actually on, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Matt? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I know we went to the one in Brooklyn where it was him and Kurt Stallion. I don't yes. know if he was at the one. Okay. So we went, boom. we went to a bunch of different shows, but, um, I don't want to harp on NXT, but because we like Gabe and, 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 uh, we, we appreciate you. What was your experience like working for that WWE environment? You know, um, it was, I mean, it was great. 
honestly, I mean, I can't, I can't, I couldn't have asked for more as far as the actual experience. Like I said, I, I went in, uh, you know, and got to train every day, uh, you know, with the great minds. I, I got to uh, get paid to do this and I got paid to go work out and get better at what I do. And I do think that I, I came in um, and not, not that I wasn't good, but I came in a certain level and I walked out another level and it was a couple steps up. And I truly believe that. And it's, it's just because of the great minds there and, and how they run things. So my experiences there were great. Like I can't complain. I was on TV a month into my, you know, me getting there and, you know, so I got the luxury of being on TV every single week. So I had exposure, you know, I got to learn how to work the TV style, if you will. And it is different, honestly. Um, so it is something to like learning to work that style and can't complain. I, I honestly can't. The only thing I can complain about is how it ended out. That's it. You yeah. know, what is your favorite part about professional wrestling? My favorite part is the story element to it, the psychology of it, honestly, um, the emotion that you, that comes with, with, with a match that has such a great story and that you can convey that story to fans and make them for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be, forget whatever else is going on in the world. Stop looking at their phone and like just pay attention to what's unfolding in the ring. And I think I'm not patting myself on the back, but I, I do think that I've been able to do that a lot in my career. And um, that's, it's like an addiction when, when you can do that, it's an addiction. And um, yeah, it, it's one of the greatest thing, one of the greatest feelings that I've experienced when it, when, when I'm on, it's, it's like life changing, you know? Yeah. When, uh, when we saw you at the show in, and evolve where you and Kurt Stallion wrestle each other and you guys beat the dog shit out of each other. Uh, we, you definitely, you felt the shit that like people stopped, like, you know, dicking around on their phones and stuff. Like people were in, into you guys. And it was, it, I'd seen you prior, but I've never, never seen you live. And it was, it was something else. Do you enjoy, cause I don't know why you would, but do you enjoy beating the dog shit out of each other? Cause it looks like <laughs> afterwards we walked by you at the merch table and you were as red as Kool-Aid. Your chest was lit up like a Christmas tree. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to um, the physicality of it. You know, it's, um, it's part of what we do and it's part of, it's, it's one of the parts of wrestling that I enjoy because I, you know, I just think it adds an element to it when you have two people in there and you can't really tell what's going on and like, you know, cause everybody kind of knows to an extent, like, you know, we, we, this is, you know, a performance, but when you have to question yourself, when you're like, you know, five feet away from me, whether it actually is or not, that's what I enjoy. You know, I enjoy that part of it. Now, that being said, there are definitely times where, you know, after the adrenaline, run, you know, runs out and, you know, you're recovering you're like, oh, why did I do that? You know, that was really dumb. But um, in the moment, you know, you're not really thinking about it. So did I hear you correctly? You've been you've been 20 years in, in the business. 20 years. Yeah, I started in 2002. Is there anything new that that do you ever find anything new now in 2022 that you didn't know before? Like, Is there anything else to learn after 20 oh, of years? Of course, of course. You know, it's. You know, it is always it's a learning process. And if it if it ever became to if it ever came to a point where like I wasn't learning or improving, then I would quit because 
you know, to me, it's and that and this goes for like all parts of life. It's like I do things because I I wish to get better. You know, it's, it's the pursuit of knowledge it's the pursuit of power. Like for I think that's the basic human instinct. You know, like if, if you're complacent, like then you just have a miserable life to me. Like most people who are who have a miserable life, it's because they have nothing going on. They don't have they don't have any goals, any ambition like they're just stuck. Um, so I think the human condition is is one that's always looking to improve in some way. That's why people get hobbies. That's why people learn languages like and for me, it's wrestling and a couple other things that I have. And um, it's always I'm always in a state of constant constantly improving and learning and i don't think that'll ever stop i don't i could be 30 years in and i don't think I'll, I'll still be learning uh, you mentioned 20 years in the business kevin just asked you about that and uh, i don't know if you're aware but unfortunately we got the sad news that scott hall passed away about an hour ago do you ever cross past paths with scott get there yeah yeah uh and and that's man that's it's crazy um and i guess being 20 years in now, it's, it seems like everybody's going so quickly, but I guess it's not, you know, it's just, it's just the nature, it's how life goes, but you know, just so many o- over the course of my career that, that, you know, legends that have been lost and it's, it's wild to me, but um yeah, I did uh, meet Scott once. Uh, I actually wrestled his son, Cody Hall. Uh, I think like it was like his fifth match or something uh, in Georgia. And he was there with Cody and he was super cool. Um, from what I, from what I remember, very cordial and nice guy. Um, and his son was, uh, actually pretty good for his, for only being his fifth match. So I'm assuming he got that from his father, you know? Absolutely. Um, his father was you, awesome. Everybody knows well, that, but you know, of course. Yeah. We spent the first hour talking about, uh, talking about Scott Hall, Razor Ramon memories. Um, you have the Patreon, Lethal Lovers, uh, and it's not just wrestling. It's fitness, photographs, workouts, more. That's something you do with your wife, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, my wife and I are big fitness junkies. Um, and so that's a big part of uh, what we're trying to kind of push on there. Um, that's something that, like, you know, is a side project as well, something I might end up doing after wrestling is done as well. But, um, yeah, so fitness, food, that sort of thing. If you are a fitness freak, how can you also be a Kit Kat connoisseur? Because I look like I just only eat Kit Kats. You, the <laughs> opposite. Yeah, so like it's all about balance, you know. It's like there's all these like misconceptions with like nutrition and fitness and etc. And it's like very, um, you know, dark, like black and white, right? So it's like, okay. I'm either going to like eat chicken and broccoli and rice like all the time and like, you know, do 30 minutes cardio every day and like, you know, do all these things or I'm going to have a day where like I eat ice cream and like just go crazy. Right. And I was one of those people who like, cause I've had on my social media, we've thought like Alice Shelley and I had this thing about body dysmorphia at one point um, that we were pushing on social media because there's so much, my wife is getting in the car. One second. Um, let me unlock the car for her. Um, but we were pushing, yeah, we were pushing this, uh, you know, body dysmorphia thing, and it was because you know not a lot of fans and not a lot of people just know about like what wrestlers go through with their bodies and you know what we, what, 
You need to go where? Okay. I have to go to Walmart, apparently. I'm going to get out of the car and let her drive. All I'm going right. to keep talking. Check, check the toy what? aisle. Check the figure aisle. Yeah? Do you guys collect figures? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not a figure guy myself. But anyway, wow. uh, sorry, sorry. So, like, what I was saying is, like, body dysmorphia is a thing um, because we're, you know, we're half naked uh, in front of a crowd. And, you know, it's, it's, we're always crazy thinking that, like, you know, we got to have abs, we got to look this way, we got to have veins, etc. And I found over time, like, I had these eating disorders and a lot of bodybuilders have them as well. And, you know, I would binge eat and do these things because I was always in a constant state of, like, dieting and um, depriving myself. Yeah, especially when I was at WWE, I was like, oh, man, I'm on TV. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it was a very, like I said, black and white way of thinking. I have now, since then, I've found balance. And, you know, I have ice cream about every single day. No, actually, I literally do have it every single day. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, But, you know, the other 80% of the day, like, I'm also eating, you know, like – veggies and my protein intake is high and like my fiber intake is high i'm getting my nutrients in and all these things so long way of answering your question it's all about balance man i still eat my kit kats i still eat healthy though so it's it's all about balance what uh now excuse me for i just think there's one flavor of kit kat is there more than what one? you didn't say that come on I'm a Reese's peanut butter cup guy, so I get like the Reese's peanut butters with like they have the ones with the potato chips in them now. Or the oh yeah, pretzels. I have them. those too. So it, I say Kit Kat connoisseur because like I really uh, enjoy Kit Kats, but um, I'm if you follow any of my social media, like I'm just a very food. Hung, I'm just a I'm a food guy. I'm a foodie, um, especially like all the cool snacks that America gets because like it's America and we get everything. Um, when I got those, when I found those potato chip Reese's, I was searching for them forever. Got them. You know, the pretzel one, same thing. I get all the new snacks, cereals, all that stuff. And so Kit Kats, um, it's actually a very popular thing, especially like in um, like Japan. They have flavored Kit Kats. Um, so all sorts of flavors. And you can go to Asian markets here. I, I get them in Georgia, so I assume they're everywhere. Um, and you can just find these random like flavors. They have like you know, things like green tea, dark chocolate, white chocolate, strawberry, raspberries and cream, like lemon, uh, you name it. There's so many different ones. And those are the ones I specifically like. The chocolate ones are OK, like the plain ones, they're OK. But mostly it's the flavored ones that I'm after. Wow. You just like what? called the OGs just OK? Yeah. You know, I'm not a big chocolate guy, though, surprisingly. So, like, I like um, Reese's because it's the peanut butter, though. There you go. Um, so I actually, when they came out with the, the peanut butter lover's cup, which is like basically almost all peanut butter, I prefer that one over like the regular. Are you a waffle guy? I am. I do like waffles. Probably the waffles more than pancakes. Yeah. You ever put a, uh, do you ever soak your uh, waffles with peanut butter? I've used peanut butter as a topping. Never like, no, that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Was just, uh, yeah, yeah. Was yeah for weird. sure. I've done that. There you go. That's beautiful. What's the worst flavor Kit Kat that you've had? <sighs> Chocolate. Actually, no, 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 no. No, I won't say that. I won't say that. Um, there was a uh, like a dark chocolate orange flavor, and yeah, I'm not really a. That sounds pretty. Uh, yeah, good. I, I'm not a dark chocolate guy anyway, because I'm not a chocolate guy, and I'm definitely not a dark chocolate guy. And uh, it was kind of eh, so I kind of gave that to my daughter because she's a dark dark chocolate fan. 
so with your appearances on AEW, what is the what is the outlook? What is the perspective? What is what are your objections? What are your destinations uh, with them or anywhere else? Yeah, so I mean, like I said, number one goal is the contract. That's that's just because I'm 20 years in and I can't continue to, you know, I, I could, but I can't. Like I just have other things going on that like I need to figure out like what it is. It's it's here or now in a way. So um, yeah, contract number one, and obviously I want that to happen with AEW um, right. if possible. Um, not that I'm not looking other areas, uh, other options, but that's my my main one um, because I could do it with Drake, and that's that means the world to me is to be able to uh, do it with Drake because again, I just feel like there's something there. And I, I honestly have made the tweet, but I honestly do feel like it would be a travesty if like we were not able to showcase what we do as a team on national television. Like, give us a chance. We had the one and it was four minutes and I'm not taking anything away from four minutes because we were in there with two of the best and yeah. people said whatever. Man, that was still four minutes with those guys. And so appreciative of the opportunity we got. But I'm hoping in the future that we get an opportunity with more time to show what we really are about, because all you got to do is see it once. Tony sees it one time. Yeah. You know, it's it's done. The contract's coming out, you know? So that's number one goal. Other than that, man, it's just uh have fun. Have fun. I got some things going on, Mania Weekend. It's cool matches, you know. It's quality over quantity for me at this point because, you know, again, 20 years, body hurts. So I, I just want to have fun matches, good matches that I can, you know, entertain great crowds. That's it. Did you have any thoughts on William Regal showing up on AEW? Yeah, yeah. So I, I obviously, you know, talked to him a whole lot at the PC. He was always there during the tapings. He gave me a lot of great advice while I was there. Um, and I thought it was super cool that he had the opportunity to do that and have that role as a coach and a mentor for the guys and girls in, uh, um, in the locker room at AEW now. And I got to speak with him when I was there for the match. And so that was super cool. Um, he's, a, he's, he's a, you know, you talk about wrestling geniuses. I know that was like Chris Hero's thing or whatever, but like William Regal truly is a uh, wrestling genius. I got two, 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 maybe three things. First, your wife went into Walmart. I'm assuming. What is she, <laughs> yeah. getting, is she getting you candy? I don't know what she's getting, honestly. Because I, I thought you would have put like a request and like bag, grab me a bag of like Kit Kats or something. Well, the latest thing I just got was uh the uh so it's Easter time. They have the uh the fruity pebble and like cocoa pebble uh like eggs. Yeah. Like chocolate eggs. Okay. Yeah. That, the Fruity Pebbles one is actually really good. It tastes just like, you know, cereal milk with the Fruity Pebbles. Um, the Cocoa Pebbles one just kind of tastes like a chocolate Easter egg, you know. I can see that. We have a place by me here in Jersey. They do like crazy ice cream. So I had, oh, I, I like I had, ice cream. I had cinnamon toast crunch ice cream and my wife got Lucky Charms ice cream. Did you? Uh, so I did Cold Stone is a place. It's you know it's like like a big chain. I don't know if they have them there, but uh, yeah, I'm up here. yeah, yeah. So they did that too for March. They have a uh, Lucky Charms one. It was really good. I got it the other day. I got the see. I like the cinnamon toast crunch, and I don't know how they do it, but the pieces of cereal are still crunchy. Oh wow! I don't know how they. It's like a small like family. It's called Beanies. S- small family owned. They make all their own ice cream. It's awesome. I that's great. Easily eat a whole pint. Second, I would not be upset if Tony Khan decided to use the workhorseman against the Briscoes uh, at Supercard of Honor. 
<laughs> I'd just be down for that for sure. Just gonna throw that out there. And I know you said you got a lot of cool stuff coming up for Mania Weekend. Um, I think you and uh, Kita, if I'm saying that right, because uh, I know I've seen them on um, New Japan Strong and GCW. That at Murder Mania, I think No Peace Underground is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of him, but I have looked up some of his stuff, and uh, he looks to be extremely talented. He's doing some cool things. So, yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, we also have, uh, I think, well, the one that was announced first was War Horseman versus Faces of Fear. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, interesting. And then I have some other stuff that hasn't been announced yet that I can't really talk about yet, but, um, you know, soon will be announced, I'm sure. Uh, are you super excited to wrestle the Faces of Fear? Yeah, um, Drake was really excited. He was like over the moon. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, equal parts excited and scared. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to have, have that my sound, like, nose, That sounds about right. Have my nose bitten off, you know? And I don't really get scared very often. So God. there's not a lot of people out there who have that legacy like, uh, like Mang or Haku. Right, or, right. I, I don't blame you. Uh, do you. WrestleMania weekend, clearly a busy time. You said 20 years in the business. Um, what's like the ideal amount of bookings? I know there's some people that go down there and they work as much yeah. as possible. I get it. If you're young, you're trying to get your name out there. But for Anthony Henry, four, three, four, you're not looking to kill yourself. Yeah. You? Yeah. You know, I, um, I have more than what's announced has been announced, but I'm not really looking to go crazy at all. Especially not at this point, you know, it's, Again, quality over quantity. As long as I have some cool stuff going on, you know, I don't need 20 matches. You know, I, I'm not that money hungry, you know. And there's uh, the wife. She's back. No, I don't know who that is. Some oh. random person. Oof. I don't know who this is. Yeah, I'm not. I think she's trying to get my spot and I'm not leaving. She thinks I'm leaving. We're not leaving. <laughs> Are you in the back? I thought you were in the back seat. No, I'm in the front. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, this is this is fine. By, this is fine for us, man. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what that lady wanted. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm not trying to kill myself. You know, it's always a big thing. Like, and everybody gets in their head about media week. You know, independent wrestlers like, oh, I gotta have like all these bookies, more bookies. Okay, more power to them. You know, but for me, I'm trying to save my body. I have some cool matches. That's all I need. I got three or four. I'm good. All right, one one more for me. Um, is is there after twenty years? Is there still an internal struggle of whether or not you want to keep doing this, or not, oh, yeah. or or are you just okay with you know taking what you want to do? No, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's been a struggle. You know, it's a like I said, I've re, I've said I was going to retire or quit several times. So it's a and I keep every time and I say that like I keep getting pulled back in. Something happens in a good way. So. Right. You know, maybe this will be another one of those cases. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the year, big decisions will be made in terms of, like, what will be the future. And um, like I said, I'm not saying I'm quitting altogether this time, right. but it's just one of those things where, like, I may chill out and take more local things or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, the, end, the end goal is the contract, and, and yeah. we'll just take it from there, I guess, you know. I, I feel like I'm asking the same version of a question over and over again, but how much more time are you willing to commit? Yeah, uh, it, it's more about like how much time am I willing to commit on a regular basis? Because like I can, I have shows that I could go to, you know, that are within a few hours, and I'd be fine doing those for the foreseeable future, really. You know, if I if I it, as long as it's fun for me. 
it's more about like doing the shows where I'm flying out and I'm traveling and things like that. And I won't know that until to the, until the end of, of the year. And then I'll make my decision and we'll kind of figure it out from there. And we'll see how, like, what's the traje- trajectory of like the workhorseman or, or Anthony Henry, you know, and then we'll go from there. That's, that's really what I'm basing it off at this point. With that being said, and, and you've been around a while, has there ever been a time like this in the, the professional wrestling business where, I mean, it seems like anyone can show up anywhere, essentially. I mean, has it ever been like this? Is there? Do you feel the shift backstage where it's like guys can be on AEW one week, you can show up in the NWA, MLW, Ring of Honor is going to get a fresh coat of paint. Uh, it's a, It's an unbelievable, as a fan, it's, it's an unbelievable time. Do you as a performer and an athlete feel the same way? Yeah, it is kind of crazy if you think about it, because, you know, um, there's a lot of guys who, um, and, and girls who are, uh, you know, working for AEW that are still doing new Japan and other places. And, you know, it is kind of crazy to think about it in that way because, you know, AEW is a huge company now, you know, it's, it's, it's just right up there with WWE, if not even beating WWE. So it's, it is a crazy time, and yeah, it's it's a weird time. But yeah, I think it's exciting for the fans. It's exciting for the performers because there's so many opportunities to work with a vast amount of talent. You know, there's so much talent out there, and the opportunity is almost endless at this point. Have you ever had the opportunity to go to Japan? I have not. That was, you know, honestly, that was the real dream. There, that was uh, like WWE was one of those things that kind of happened, and it was fun and of course it's a it's something you want um you you want to be successful and like have a a uh safety net you know like that was mine it was like wwe was kind of gonna make it so that i was um financially stable doing this professional wrestling thing it was like the light at the end of the tunnel i guess but the dream was always japan and i think seeing my style it's probably like very apparent like i'm very influenced by the japanese style um japanese wrestling has always been my favorite wrestling um i just love it and if i could ever have the opportunity to go that would i would man i would almost do it for free just fly me over yeah i think you would be i think you'd be a very good fit in in japan and and hopefully uh new japan strong comes a call and i don't know if you're up on the new japan stuff but man that hiromu Minoru Suzuki match from the other night is a fucking banger. I haven't seen it yet. It's a banger. Um, before we let you go, I know you're a busy man. You're traveling around all the WalMarts in the area, getting all the. <laughs> um, what's, Walmart, Walmart connoisseur. What's yeah. the uh, What's the cheat? What's the ultimate cheat day for you? Like, what are? Is it a whole day, or are you just going one meal? You're doing like the The Rock has his like fucking coconut pancakes that look amazing that he yeah. probably doesn't cook. Uh, for me, you know, I don't have as many like cheat days as I used to because I just like, again, I found that balance and it works better for me that way. So every day is just kind of like, I'll kind of have things that I want, just not a lot of it or whatever. Um, but there are times where I still like, will go out and have fun. And like, for me, that's things like sushi. I'm a big sushi guy. Uh, sometimes pizza, but I'm very specific about the pizza I eat. Um, Ice cream is definitely one. Ice cream's a big one. Cookies. Uh, sometimes, like insomnia, cookies are really good. If you ever get, I don't know if they have those up there, um, but insomnia cookies are awesome. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, Kit Kats. I'll just go home and like eat a bunch of junk. Are you a chip Sometimes. guy? Are you a chip guy? Potato chip guy? No, nah, not really. You know, I do nachos here and there, like at a Mexican restaurant, because I'm a big fan of Mexican food. Yeah. But uh, not not really like chips. Oh, I got a bag of Fritos with my name on it. As soon as we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if you're a sushi guy, I ask all the guys this: if they've, I know you haven't been to Japan, but if you were to go to Japan, would you do the raw horse? I try it. I'm I would going, try it. I'm going to Japan. I'm going to eat some fucking raw horse. I swear, horse. I swear <laughs> to God, he's going down. Lance Archer swears by it, and really, I trust him. And everyone okay. I've asked says it's delicious. All right, fair enough. I would try it. <laughs> I try. I give it a shot. I like it. I like uh, it. We, we've been talking to Anthony Henry. His social media has been scrolling across the bottom of the screen. But if you're not watching us, uh, it's uh, A-N-T-N-Y Henry. It's, uh, yes, right. He's missing, you ain't got no alibi. He's missing a couple of letters there. Um, and that's Instagram, Twitter. And then I mentioned the Patreon, uh, patreon.com uh, backslash. Um, um, lethal Lovers. Lethal Lovers. Thank you. Sorry. I was waiting for it to come across the bottom here. Uh, who's Asher Hale? I don't know. Some guy who apparently looks a lot like me. Mm. Yeah. Very small. He's, he's a lot smaller than me, though. So. It's a great point. Yeah, I don't know. How much say did you have in the name? That was me altogether. <laughs> okay. And, and I even made a joke to Drake that I liked it better because somebody uh, at, like, a warrior show in Chicago um, – had a had a eight by ten of one of the Asher like a live action Asher Hill um, deal eight by ten. They wanted me to sign it, but they wanted me to sign it as as Asher Hill, and I was like, really? Now, granted, I recently found like uh, an eight by ten from AEW where like somebody sold it for like forty five dollars. So like, apparently that's a thing that happens. Um, so who knows what happened to this picture? But I'm going to assume that that didn't happen. Anyway, I was just like, you know, I'm talking to Drake, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of like Asher Hill. I think it's a way cooler name than Anthony Henry. Like that's just my name. It's very plain. And he was he was uh, not amused. He was upset by that. Well, <laughs> he, might have said, he might have said some words about you know the company. Nice. Well, Anthony, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Anything you want to leave with uh, the fans, the listeners, uh, before we let you go this evening? No, you know what? Maybe, yeah. You know, let's let's shoot the shot, whatever, right? Right. So, um, again, we talked about AEW. We talked about uh, Drake and I, JD Drake and I, being on Dynamite and having the opportunity against Danielson and Mox. And uh, like I said, over the moon by the fact we have. I feel like have a lot more to show. And if the fans want to get this, happen like. Show your support for the workhorsemen. Show your show, show your support for the workhorsemen in AEW. Let's make that thing happen. I know Tony is maybe on the fence about it. I don't know. I hear he likes it, so let's make it happen. Workhorsemen for AEW. Yep. I like it. We're all let's in get here. the contract. Let's yeah, do it. Please. Get get the yeah. contract. Please. Let's do it, he baby. Deserves, he deserves it. it. Yes. Him him and JD Drake would be an awesome addition to any. 
promotions tag team division, especially AEW. And then uh, he, you know, they can go between AEW and Ring of Honor, and and uh, you'll be seeing Anthony. It'll be a you'll be a household name. It'll be that's right. Lots of opportunities. You can have us against the Briscoes again. Uh, please, can we get you guys against the Briscoes as Supercard of Honor? I know everybody wants F- FTR, but I, I, I'd love to get to see yeah. the, the workhorseman get a chance to shine. Because I think that's all, like you said before, that's all you really need. Get a couple eyes on you and, and uh, introduce you to a whole new uh, fan base who's not familiar with the workhorseman. That's it. That's all we need. One shot. One opportunity. <laughs> Eminem. Will you lose? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go. There. I'm not gonna go into the lyrics. You know what? <laughs> I was yeah. hopefully you were gonna start One rapping. Shot. Anthony, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll talk soon, sir. Hey, thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank you, Anthony. All right, Anthony Henry. Woo! Walmart connoisseur. Kit Kat. What a tie! What a guy. Let me send him a message and just thank him. You know what, Matt? Dare I say, top five? I think he's right there. I think so too. I think he's uh, he's definitely a workhorseman, as we are. And uh, actually, I think you and I should round out the workhorseman. To be honest with you, I think it should be you, me, JD Drake, and and Henry. I think that would be big, big box office. I'm all in. Sign me up, man. There, there you go. <laughs> Sign me up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Box Kevin, office. This has been an absolute blast. Um, we didn't really talk a lot of current wrestling, and I'm okay with that because I think we had a lot of fun talking about Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll see all the tributes this week, and and please go out of your way. Watch some Scott Hall stuff. Um, we can't say it enough. He He's a legend in this business, and he really definitely is. has an impact on myself and Kevin and Tony. Don't watch WCW Uncensored 99. Don't do yourself a favor. Scott Hall's not even on that show. Don't even watch no, it. He wasn't even on the show. Yeah. Do you, Tony, uh, Kevin? That's right. Kevin, do you have a going home? Um, Let's figure it out. I think I do. I think I, nope, I don't. So do you have a going home? I do have a going home because I am a New Japan mark. Maybe your going home will trigger my going home. Oh, maybe. Oh, you know, I did have a going home and I think it's exactly what your going home is going to be because I stumbled upon a YouTube video and I watched it, and I think it's what you're going to say. Oh, well, my New Japan going home. My going home was the New Japan Cup is taking place, and we are down to the uh, we're down to the Elite Eight. Uh, we actually found out who will be going on to the semifinals. Um, no, I'm sorry. We're down to the Sweet 16. Oh, Math, Math is not my strong. Oh, no, we're not quite down yet then. Uh, but your quarterfinal. So this is who we have. All right. T- tonight, today, uh, Tanahasho and Naito. And Jeff Cobb, Yoshihashi, uh, and the winners of those matches will go on to the next round. Uh, Great Okan, Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, and Will Ospreay. Then Shingo Takagi, Chase Owens, Evil, and Hiromu Takahashi. We've already seen Okada defeat Taichi and Sima defeat Hiroki Goto. So we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the New Japan Cup, and I am thoroughly enjoying uh, that so, so my, uh, maybe you could shed some light on this going home but apparently even though on impact they were kicked out of the bullet club apparently it's really official now that Tamatanga and Tangaloa are now officially got booted out of the bullet club uh dude the bullet club's a fucking disaster in japan 
but I yeah, I guess it was, was it in Japan. I guess it was in Japan. Yeah. Or it was yeah, and they yeah, got during the New Japan Cup. It's an absolute shit show. Wow. So what do you, how do you feel about the Bullet Club nowadays? I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie to you. They need Jay White to come back to to straighten everything out. Mm. Yeah. You know, figure out. Look, if the fixer, if, if you will, if the gorillas are out, then they're out. There's a lot of still. There's a, there's a lot of members of the Bullet Club still. There's though. a lot. Yes, we do have a lot. We still have uh, El Fantasma. We have Taji Ishimori, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi. Um, the Good Brothers are over here in the states. Chris that's, Bay. That's right. um, I think Chris Bay is the next one to go though. Yeah, you think so? I think so. I, he just doesn't. I, I didn't watch Impact this past week, so I really have nothing to base this on. But I just feel like he just doesn't. Like he just doesn't fit for some reason. I have no idea why. I think he might be like the. He's a little more animated than he always was. But I, I love Chris Bay. Anyway, anyway, that's it. Going home. Who doesn't love Chris Bay? Oh, Chris Bay is the best. He's the best. Well, this has been uh, Kevin. This has been a lot of fun. I I agree. As always, we will be back next week. Uh, We're going to do the Can You Beat That Challenge. We also have Khan joining us, former Ring of Honor six-man tag team champion, featured on AEW Dark, Dark Elevation. So he'll be joining us, um, and we'll have tons of more wrestling news. Special thanks to Anthony Henry for joining us tonight. And uh, I don't know, Kevin, you got anything else to say before we get out of this uh, wonderful place? No, man. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for watching. We had a lot of people uh, on on the YouTube and the StreamYard channel. uh, chiming in and it's great thank you for everyone that continues to support us uh we're we're, we're getting old but we're still doing it so uh thank you very much it means a lot all right we'll be back next week with another episode of the shining wizards wrestling podcast until then enjoy your wrestling have some fun and stay safe we'll catch you on the flippity flop is cody on raw cody was not on raw yet okay <laughs> God, feeding the ducks oh i gotta take down the going home banner no. Oh. They're feeding the ducks. Who's feeding the ducks? Turn it up. Oh, yeah. Feel oh, it. yeah. Feel this it. is where my shitty voice comes in good. Yeah. Oh, Rate, shit. review, subscribe. Thank you all for watching. We'll catch you next week with another episode of Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Get down. i got to get us off the ring first. Should I end the broadcast? Get down. I, I got you. Okay. <laughs>